0: go
1: Street Fighters, how are you doing tonight? You ready for a street fight? If you showed up, it is uh, Sunday right now, uh, about 11 p.m. We get started at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on these call-in shows. You can listen to them live if you're in Columbus, Ohio on 92.7 or 98.3 if you're inside 270. You can also go to WCRSFM.org, click on stream from the main page, and right there you can listen to the show. If you want to call in, the number is 614-412-5252. We'll be taking calls all night uh, until you all run out of steam, and then we'll get the hell out of here. We are Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing this for six years now, and we continue to do so as we march forward to creating a utopia on a flat earth. So if you're down for that, if you want to get rid of all the hierarchy, join up with us. We're moving towards a better world. And uh, taking the rest of the Street Fight Gang with us. How are you doing this tonight, Brian?
2: Great dream. Always a dream to come into Porno Creep by Korn. So, thought I would uh, come into a cool instrumental that Korn did. I always thought that like that was the song. You know, if I have to come into a song, that's a cool song to come into. That's like your wrestling intro right there. It is. Well, somewhat. I mean, sometimes my wrestling intro is probably going to be more. Uh, aggro probably a randy orton sort of theme you know voices by randy orton yeah i guess people might want to hear that so i guess we should probably give them a touch of randy orton right
1: absolutely um for those of you that are listening to this show on the podcast feed the last show you got or maybe a couple shows ago was the one we recorded with um concerned citizens of columbus Ashley, Torin, and Michael came on to talk about the Black Pride 4 trial. If you're listening in Columbus, Ohio, we're packing the courts this week. So be there Monday through Friday. You can find that information on Facebook. Um, but starting tomorrow uh, at 1130, no, 1230, I'm sorry, they're doing a rally in front of the courthouse and uh, heading in at 1:30 at or so. So be out there. Uh, we will be there. I know I will. Brian might be getting out of bed at that time, but we'll see.
2: Turn up the music. We'll give him a little bit. We'll give him a little bit. This is what I want. This is what I think is a perfect wrestling theme.
3: I have voices in my head. They count for me. They understand. They talk to me.
2: That's what Brian wants to walk into, baby. No song has described me or Randy Orton better than this song, I don't think.
1: Yeah, he tapped into your spirit, to your essence and uh, put it out in a form of an iconic song. Dude, this song is exactly what a Randy would pick to play as their entrance music, right? Yeah. Every Randy I've known has ripped the sleeves off all their shirts. (laughs) The only Randy I know that I thought sucked was the boss that I had, my last boss
2: that I had at the cable coming in to whoop my ass. So... That's where that's my theme music. I mean, if you got a theme song out there, you feel free to let us know. I don't know. Like, did you dream like that when you were a kid? When you were just like, not when you were a kid. Like, I always wanted to be somewhat. I hate to say it this way some kind of famous in my life you don't say where I would walk out on a stage and everybody would cheer me and I would just walk out to music so whenever I find a new song that I like that could be entrance music I'm always like super into it I you know the other one right is waiting for the man by by the velvet underground that's one that I would love to walk out to I think that has a good walking out vibe
1: that could be uh, like your uh, Jimmy Fallon song. The Roots could do a version of that for you.
2: $26 in my hand. Uh, well, you know, if I if I will not ever go on Jimmy Fallon. Even if Jimmy Fallon, like, invited me, that's not one I could do.
1: Okay. You're not going like to put go- on the
2: suit? That's like going on to the show where they, like, humanize Donald Trump. You know what I mean? Like, I, I firmly believe that that dude helped Donald Trump get elected. And if, you know, if you don't believe that, then i'm cool you know i'm not gonna get mad at you or anything but uh i think that he helped him and saturday night live did the most service to that guy because people need to be able to see a politician especially one that's running for president they need to be able to see that they i guess in some way have some sort of uh some sort of a sense of humor about themselves although i don't i don't necessarily think Donald Trump has a sense of humor about himself, but they let him come on there and, like, dance to Drake and stuff like that, where it was like, oh, you know, oh, he's just Donald Trump. I mean, it's not going to be bad. Now he's president, and he's screwing everything up, you know? You see Paul Ryan yesterday? No, I missed all that kerfuffle, actually. He tweeted that some woman came up to him at, at a campaign stopper or, or some sort of sent him a letter and was like, you know, as a school teacher. Or as something, maybe it wasn't even a teacher. I don't remember what it was, but they were like, "I just got a raise. I'm getting an extra dollar fifty a week, which helps me pay for my Costco uh, membership." And
1: it's like mm. that was in an article that somebody wrote. Yeah, and Paul Ryan, yeah, uh, quote tweeted dollar fifty for
2: that. <laughs> I mean, isn't the Costco because I would have a Costco card because I like gummy bears and I like enormous bins of. I would, dude. I would do anything to have just unlimited toilet paper. You know what I mean? Like, I just... Well, first of all, I'm trying to outlaw toilet paper, but that's something that's going to come later. What are you doing? Bucket method? Uh, the bidet. Bidet, yeah. You, you, can, get you, people, add on. you can get an add-on. You people fucking scream at me all the time. Or I, I'm not saying you people. Brett is a guy that is like we got to cut down on all this consumption. And then he'll say shit to me, like buy the expensive thing. Cause the cheap thing's just going to break. And it's like, we got to pay that upfront cost and just get a bidet in everybody's house because these, this toilet paper is, it's a problem. Right. Makes
1: sense. It's got, I mean, there's, it's not even an effective way to handle that kind of a mess. <laughs> <laughs> like if you were to, if you were to spill a lasagna all over your floor, I mean, you wouldn't just take like a dry napkin to it,
2: okay? Yeah, <laughs> that is such an elegant way to say it. Don't get all the poo poo off your butt. <laughs> that's true.
1: <laughs> and that, and everybody's flushing baby wipes now too. They're like, I'm not gonna pay for the. I'm not paying for the premium adult wipes. I'm getting them baby wipes for 89 cents. Ugh, I found. I heard those are bad. Yeah, that's what I mean. They the- just clog up all of the piping and turn into these gigantic synthetic messes of um. Environmental waste. It's also bad for an adult booty hole, from
2: what I understand. Oh, it feels right on mine. Well no, but yeah okay, I understand. But it, it it does something that makes you more susceptible to sickness or disease. From my understanding. The diseases will crawl right up your booty hole if you use those things. If it's too clean, you kill all the antibodies. All the flavor. Not flavor. I didn't say flavor. That's disgusting. <laughs> I don't think we need to start the show talking about booty Hey, holes. you brought it up. I'm you just saying I'm trying to outlaw talk. toilet paper. That's all I, I wanted to say. I'm outlawed toilet paper. And my family even brought me to the side of paper towels gone. No more paper towels. We don't use paper towels in the Quinby house. None. Been, I mean, I've been on cloth lifestyle forever. We, Napkins, too. Yeah. We don't use paper towels for anything. Like, even like people are like, lay a paper towel on top. Uh, actually, somebody offered me last night, we we're hanging out with friends and they're dear friends and i love them but they tried to hand me a a napkin to dab the grease off the top of my pizza and i was like whoa whoa what are you doing to my pizza
1: no that's geeky that's super geeky
2: (laughs) that seems like a terrible idea
1: okay i have a good idea so instead of toilet paper we just start calling that tissues and we stop making like little neat boxes filled with tissues like it just comes off a roll now so basically you're just saying
2: like let's Make one kind of paper that you can use for all of the cleaning things, and only give a certain like it's North Korea. You only get like a roll a month, and it's like you. I mean, but it'll be a big roll. Yeah, you know what I mean. Jumbo size. Yeah, I mean
1: more than jumbo size. One roll equals four times a regular roll. But it'll ever do that. You have to do that toilet paper math when you're in that aisle. (laughs) You're like, well, this is a double roll, okay, which is equal to thirty six rolls. But this is a. Quadruple roll, which is equal to forty-eight rolls, but is the price difference worth it? it What's funny is this kind of ties in to like that
2: that broke person lifestyle. Is when you know you've moved up like an income bracket when you're not buying that Angel Soft anymore that runs out after two bathroom trips. You're like, okay, I moved up. I got to get the strong kind now. Like I can afford it. I deserve to be treated well. Because when I was broke, dude i go to the store and I'd be like, all this toilet paper is the same. And there would be like one that's like four for a dollar, like four rolls for a dollar. And I'd be like, I'll get that. And then two, one day later, it's like, I got to go buy more toilet paper. And that is another example of my bad finance thinking. Like I just, I never like, I never think like when I'm, bu- I, I there's this weird block in my brain. I think that when I'm buying something, I'm like, I need this, right? But I may only need it for one day. <laughs> Tomorrow is not impro-
1: promised to no one. Yeah.
2: So that's why the things I buy you, are like cheap. My blender blew up today, dude. I almost bought a $22 blender at the grocery store. My wife was like, will you do some
1: research? And I was like, I mean, I'll do some research to find the cheapest one and buy it. <laughs> You'll be back in the same position. When, when did you get the last one? Oh, that thing's like. Ten years old. Five, okay. six years old, probably. Okay. Somewhere in, a,
2: like, a, in a, more than two years, less than ten, probably. Somewhere in there. And it's like, the thing was smoking today. And I was like, Ugh. And I've been using it. Like, here's the thing about this blender, too, that really irritates me. Is I've been using it to make, like, a base for my smoothie. And then I take all my kale. And I put it in a mixing bowl and I pour the smoothie on top of it. Then I take an immersion blender that I have, which is also getting really hot when I use it. <laughs> and I'm sure is going to smoke in my hands very soon. Then I pour it back in. I poured it back in from the mixing bowl back into the mixer. That's when the thing was like, no, I too much. That's too much, and I'm not going to do this anymore. Now, people online have said I could just stick it in the freezer, cool it down, and then try it again. <laughs> but oh, I, sure, <laughs> sure you
1: could. I want to fix it myself, to tell you the truth. Like I, we don't. That's an old idea. That's from the show The Wire. That's not a real thing that people do anymore. But I want to do it. Like how hard could it be? To Not fix very hard. It? It's like simple electronics. You just got to know your reds and black wires, your AC guys, listeners. I think I'm gonna fix my blender. I think. Because you're going to spend about $60 doing this. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Really? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I can imagine it being something that ends up doing being that, you know. I feel like I could do it for $3 and put a more powerful engine in it.
2: Yeah. Like kind of have it on the outside, like mount the engine on the sides instead of under. Because there's probably not enough. My guess is there's not enough space for the engine, Get for a, a really you know, good engine in that's there. That's true.
0: You
1: know? Yeah. You need to uh, chop it chop the base add some room to put like a blow-off valve and a like a, a good air filter
2: <laughs> gas powered make a sucker gas yes. powered
1: so here's tool time again
2: yeah it, it's just yeah i um
1: these appliances I, I,
2: suck dude they I, all
1: suck i really at the end of the day it breaks my heart to think of people that have to buy a 25 five dollar blender when if they just bought like a 75 five dollar blender it would last for longer than, you know, what you get for $22 at Walmart. End, those end cap specials, man, are always always bite me in the ass. I just did it this year. I just did it this year. I went and bought a Walmart TV. I haven't been there in years, but I'm like, "You know what, honey? We need a TV. It's Black Friday. I don't ever get to cash in on American tradition. Let's get a TV." I spent $200 on a TV and the son of a bitch was broke as soon as I bought it. As soon as I got it home. So, Yeah, I believe in quality shit. I think everybody should just have stuff that works. That's what bugs me about all these cell phones, too. Like, I know that we shit on Android, and I know your Samsungs are great, but there's also a million other fucking phones they've got these people using that, like, are just a pain in the goddamn ass. They're a waste of time. (laughs) They make all this technology to be cheaper, and it's just shittier, you know? And if we could just get a decent experience with something that lasted longer, it would be better for everybody. I mean, I love... I love the
2: uh, I- iPhone. Like, I'm a big fan of the... I like my iPhone. I'm not going to say I love the iPhone because that sounds like a commercial. I like my iPhone, but I also hate that I know that it's... I, I only get two years out of it. Or maybe a year. And it's like, you, man, you can make these better than that. You know, give me a little customization. I, Let yeah, me go buy but it you're, not,
1: you're awful. I mean, I get more than that out of it. You are just so destructive in everything that you do. I mean, what do I do... You don't know how to regulate the pressure you apply to things with your hands. I think there's a disconnect because when I see you try it's like when a robot tries to pick a flower and then it just crushes it and they're like we need to go back to R&D. I think you have that same kind
2: of misfire. I just feel like th- that's not causing my phone to die or like my battery to die or anything though. I feel like I what I do on the phone Is very low impact for a phone, you know. Twitter doesn't take anything, you know. YouTube, which I only watch once every six months, doesn't do anything. Like none of the stuff I do with my phone does anything. I don't play games. (laughs) I'm playing games on here. I'm. I don't have time for games. I'm not a game player. I know. You You share all those memes that say that I'm a shot caller, not a cop
1: caller. Got it. All right, let's get these people let's on the see phone. Yeah, hungry, let's do it. They probably hungry. don't want to hear about
2: our toilet paper situation. I yeah. can guarantee
1: it. All right, who's first on the line? Uh, thank you for calling Street Fight. Hello. Who am I talking to? I heard a beat,
4: but that's all I got. Can
1: you works? hear us? You there? Oh, uh, we can hear you. We can hear your radio. You got to turn boys. us
2: down, buddy. Yeah, that sounded that was cool a good. when I said that, though. That was a great line. That's a Nick Gage line. I apologize for stealing it, but... Is you he got n- us? He's not hear- You hear
1: us? He does not hear us, I believe. How do you Is know? there a send that we're having an issue with here? A send? I hear you.
4: Oh boys.
2: Hey, can you hear us? I think he hears us on the phone. He's not hearing us coming out. Give me a second.
1: Hey, yeah, guys. I don't
4: hear you guys, though, at all. Oh, dang. no. I hate it when
1: this happens. We did no. not do a test call. We uh, we do not do any sort of proper testing. We need a system to start every single show which includes calling in and testing the fucking line. We did we do it usually is there a button
2: that you can see over there? Is there a button on that gimmick that you can see over there? Is there a volume button? Can you hear us? I feel like there's something up there, on there. Boys. Oh, this is the death of me. This you can is... hang
4: up. It's cool. I'll call back.
2: Okay, we're going to hang up, and then I'm going to have to play a song and make this all weird for a minute. Brad, I need a minute to play, pick a song. Okay, well. So you just chat. <laughs> yeah. About... You just tell these people, we're going to pick a song. Uh, ooh, here's here's a good jammer. This is a song that'll get you going.
5: just a normal guy. Life was just a nine to five with bills and pressure piled up to the sky. She never asked. She knew I'd been hanging with my wilder friends, looking for some other way to fly. And three days straight was no big feat to get by on no food or sleeping crazy. Was becoming my new norm. I'd pass out on the bedroom floor, sleep right through the calm before the storm. Hey, am I in there? Am I in your headphones?
2: I can't hear you. Oh
1: wait, wait. wait. Can you hear me now? My no. voice is not coming through. All right, back to the Jamie Johnson.
6: Nothing like the cost of living
5: high That Southern Baptist parking lot Was where I'd go to smoke my pot And sit there in my pickup truck and pray And staring at that giant cross Just reminded me that I was lost And it just never seemed to point the way as soon as Jesus turned his back, th- Hello.
1: Street Fight Radio, we're solving problems live on the air tonight. You don't hear me, Brian, even though I made that change that I th- was so sure would fix this issue.
5: I didn't have to or talk or feel. My life was just routine. Talk to me.
1: Hey, Brian, do you hear me? Not at all. Oh, wow. Well. Can you hear me now? Me you, can hear me. you can hear me. Yeah. All right.
7: Still living high.
5: My whole life went through my head. Laying in that motel bed Watching as the cops Kicked in the door I had a job And a piece of land My sweet wife was my best friend But I traded that For cocaine and a whore With my newfound sobriety I've got the time To sit and think Of all the things I had And threw away This prison is much colder than that one that I was locked up in just yesterday. My life is just an old routine. Every day the same damn thing. Hell, I can't even tell if I'm alive. I tell you, the high cost of living ain't nothing like the cost of living. I tell you, the high cost of living there ain't nothing like the cost of
2: living. High. I could have done a better job with that. Well, I just wanted to end it when the guy was singing. Still, am I on? You are in the- on right now. Okay, I can't hear it through my headphones, but we'll figure that out in a minute. Okay, that's. Oh just- yeah, I can't hear. I can't hear it through my headphones. It's weird today. It's quieter. Got it.
1: All right, let's get a call, man. <laughs> let's get back on the phone. Hey, is
2: there a person that called in like... Oh, he... I don't think he called
1: back. He didn't call back yet. Oh, wait, there he is. There he is. There he is. All right, let's see, let's see if we can get our number one caller back on the phone. Hello.
2: Hey, how's it going, boys? What's
1: up? How are you?
4: I'm doing very well. Doing
1: Did very we...
2: well, indeed. We just hung up on you, right?
4: Yeah, that's all right. Woo!
2: We got you back, though. We, we were able to be <laughs> good right. stand-up men and get you back there. Oh, what a stretch. And that's what matters. I don't know what happens in here, but I, can I tell you? I'll, I'm going to tell you something right before we get into your call. The Brett was here last night recording, uh, and I'm not going to say he's the one that adjusted settings so that we couldn't take calls, but I'm sort of accusing him of it.
1: I uh, <laughs> right. don't remember touching any of those buttons. <laughs> well, it's, it's, you know
4: what? But. I don't really remember a lot of things that I do sometimes. So it's all right. It's all right. I understand.
1: Same with
2: Brett. So what's your what's your name, buddy?
4: Uh, I go by Aufdawelle on Twitter. What is it? And uh, it's Aufdawelle. Auf it's on the wave in German. A-U-F-D-I-E-W-E-L-L-E. Yeah, cool. waves
1: don't die. On Twitter. Sweet. So how are you right. doing
2: tonight? What's going on? You watch the Super Bowl?
4: Uh i did a little bit my my wife's way into football i really don't care and you know i like all i noticed the whole time was that budweiser spent five million dollars bragging about how they paid you know how they actually spent like a hundred thousand dollars giving you know donating water so i just think it's a big sham but whatever politics aside
2: so yeah I uh, I heard Martin Luther King was in a commercial. <laughs> it's kind of what yeah, my course. whole thing was like. Oh, that's a little. I don't like that idea. That's the, That's like last year. Didn't some like hardware company do something like? Like people were like, this hardware company is like really on our side, and it was because they did a commercial that was like kind of woke, sort of. I can't remember. Yeah.
4: <laughs> but it's not. I mean, like, the you publish like the the Birmingham letter, and that, I mean that would be a commercial. The, the Birmingham letter would be a commercial.
2: I love the letter um, from a it'd... Birmingham jail. I'm going to write one of those when I go to jail. Jail. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that would be awesome. Um. So I guess I have a I have a story. It's kind of a business tyrant, not so small business tyrant story. Cool. Um. Um. So like, okay, back up. I'm I from I'm from East Fargo, basically North Dakota, Minnesota, and uh, so I'd worked for this company for probably 14 years, 15 years. Um, I put in two week notice, last week of work. It's the Thursday before the last Friday I'm ever going to be working there. I decided to call it off, I'm like just not go in, because a buddy of mine calls me up. He's like, Hey, we should take my boat. Let's go day drink. And I'm like. That sounds all right. So let's not go to work. Let's go day drink.
2: Are you boating in and, Fargo and and now, or did this happen before?
4: No, this happened before. Okay, I this was gonna was say because uh,
2: Brett and I were having like a conversation just privately the other day, and I told him I wanted to go like ice fishing up there. <laughs> He's like, "Oh yeah, have you ever fished?" And I'm like, "No." Do you like to? You, you hate being cold, and I'm like, that's the truth. But it still seems romantic <laughs> to sit in a little ice fishing room with a hole. Doesn't? Didn't you ever watch those videos of those people sitting in those cabins on the on the lake and be
4: like, damn, I'd do
1: that with my bros. I think you were excited about I'm, the captive audience.
4: <laughs> right, right. Well, but that's that's super important, though. But like, I'm from Minnesota. I've ice fished a lot. Uh, Zach Acola and I will take you ice fishing if you come to Minnesota. Ooh. That's the only catch. You have to, you have to come to Minnesota in the winter.
1: All right, I'm I'm going to take this clip of audio. I'm going to make a QR code out of it. I'm going to print it. I'm going to go take it to the bank and cash it someday. So you better be ready to pay up.
2: <laughs> you guys are going to take <laughs> right us on. ice fishing. You do know that Fuck we're yeah. you do know that we're on an upward trajectory right now, and we're both dumb idiots. That if we do start to make any oh, kind yeah. of money, we'll be sitting in an you'll be stuck in an ice catch with us saying oh, no. whoa buddy we're growing down
4: <laughs> zach and i are counting on it, we're fucking counting on
2: it. <laughs> we will be there <laughs> so so this guy you're like you're like i put in my two weeks i decided i didn't want to yep. do my two weeks as people do
1: i there shouldn't even be two weeks nobody does it and so like right. two P- two weeks is a badge of honor though right i think two weeks has always been something that like most people don't do But the ones that do it They're like oh you get a little bit of extra credit That you were able to put up with 14 extra days When you didn't have to
2: I like that you get to walk (laughs) around for two weeks Being a guy that doesn't need this job no more Yeah, (laughs) That's probably the part that appeals to me Most like I don't need this shit anymore I'm gonna walk around for this two weeks like king of the room. (laughs) Did you do that? When I put in my two weeks at at any job, they walk me out by the end of the first week anyway. But anytime I've put my two weeks in, I just am like, I'm not gonna do that. And they'll be like, Well, but that's your job. And I'm like, Well, only for two more Um, weeks.
3: I don't, I
4: don't really have to do it. You know, you can go write me (laughs) up right
1: now. We could go into the office and sit down for a minute and go. (laughs) You can write me up if you want. I could take a load off right now. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so, so what happens when you go to call off? Because this seems like it's going to get tragic here in a minute.
4: Well, okay, so I call off. It's a Thursday. Um, we're driving out. Anyway, we spend the day in the sun drinking pounders of grain belt like any good Midwesterner will do. Well, northern Midwesterner in the Minnesota area. And uh, I'm. we get back. We load the boat up. It's end of the day. Driving back. I'm like, I should check the work email. Just to see if anything
6: happened, right? Like, <laughs> so call it. I so love I this. You
2: email. You were looking. You were looking for something bad. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> knew in your email to cuss. You were trying to get a clap back out of this deal too. You know, like, yeah, I, I just had yeah. the best
1: goddamn day of my life. I wonder how bad it was for my employer. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: that's where it gets. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly, exactly. So checking in. Um, so. Uh, There is an email from the president and CEO of the company in my inbox, and it's as follows. If you're going to disparage me and the place that employs you, I suggest you do it away from my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law. Have some respect, blah, 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 publisher, CIO, president, blah, 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 company.
2: What did you do in front of his family? I mean, it's cool that you owned him in front of his family. I always think about that. I'm like, I wish I could let your family know. Like that Ajit Pai, when they were hanging those signs in front of his house to its kid. It's like, good. Let his kids know what their dad's out there up to doing.
4: That's wild,
6: man. Exactly. Exactly.
4: What did you do? So So wait, a couple things about the email first, though. Like, one, (laughs) let's remember, I've, I've worked for this company for 14 years, 15 years. He misspells my name.
1: God uh, damn! Two, that's petty.
4: <laughs> two, uh, he misspells the word disparage, <laughs> um, and we're like this is then this is a newspaper publisher, by and by,
1: by. Oh my god! So,
4: you know, an a, a, an illiterate newspaper publisher. So anywho, so what had happened was the Wednesday before said Thursday that I called in, went out to the bar. With some coworkers, you know, they were going to send me off to my new job, you know, blah, 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 blah. We sat around, we told jokes, rem- reminisced about all the dumb stuff that I'd done on my time there and all the dumb stuff I'd let them get, get, get away with while I worked there. Well, it turns out President, CAO, publisher, blah, 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 his mother-in-law and his sister-in-law filmed people talking shit about him and the company the same night that i was out celebrating with my co-workers
3: what they were f- <laughs> that, I,
0: well, I, uh, i'm
1: what? weird by
2: this because my mother-in-law how was small
1: there. of a town are you in? <laughs>
4: <laughs> well to be fair the bar is like a block from where i worked so and it is fargo north dakota so let's you know, let's put that in
2: perspective. Bro, come films on, some yeah, who you're, you're, films
1: people—that's crazy. This dog. is BS, man. Here's the thing: if you are one of, if you are the president and CEO of a place, you got to know that your your underlings are at the bar talking shit about you all day long. That's part of the job. That's that's what doing the job is. Like people are going to hate you and tell crude jokes about you in public.
4: <laughs> that is oh, no, 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 yeah. That is, no, that's management, that's if you're a leader, you call yourself a leader, an entrepreneur, you better be ready to get, like, called horrible fucking names, you and your family, like, you are the worst of the worst, and we get to call you that. That's the job you have.
2: I guess a lot of these guys often think that they're the nice one. They're benevolent. always think they're the nice one. I talk, you know, we've talked so much about the guy at the, at the the restaurant that I worked at after I quit, you know, uh, the, uh, the deli and that guy really believed that he was nice. Like he seemed floored when I started screaming at him and it's like, dude, you're mean every single day. So I'm just convinced (laughs) that like, I don't know. I guess because they they hand you a check, they assume that's like the nice thing that they've done for you
4: today. Does that yeah. make sense? No, they, they, they bought your loyalty. They've bought your loyalty. You owe everything to them.
2: I mean, that depends what on is. what they're paying you, is my opinion. And nobody, there aren't a lot of people paying enough to, to hand out loyalty to, you know? <laughs> It's like that's true. That's in the true. bartending business, in the bartending business, man, these bosses are not paying enough for you to be I mean,
1: you given 2 weeks at a bar he doesn't work at a bar. I wasn't at a bar.
2: Oh, I they were at, at the bar. I yes. thought they were at... They oh, were yeah. just No, there. he
1: lives in, like, Padukie, Wisconsin, and then all the people there drink at the same place and take photos of each other and then tell each other about it at backgammon on the weekends.
2: That's how lowly I think there, of small business people, too, is that I figured a, a, guy that owns, a, a guy that owns a bar would love to, like, call himself a CEO, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is... Uh, I, yeah, that's... that's a, yeah, I... I um, I think it's really cool though that he had he probably had to hear that stuff. Right. Yeah. Like that's what's neat is that it actually got around to him cuz I yeah. sometimes think about like if I got to hear all the stuff that people say about me behind my back, like I would I really do want to hear that I would be I so stoked to that. get on get those files. <laughs> and but to <laughs> think
4: that I've been trying to. I've to- been trying to and I can't I can't
8: get them
1: to be confronted though with that like yeah this is the guy he worked for you for 14 years the entire time he thought you were a fucking idiot
8: <laughs> I
2: mean for me okay. it's like if I, if we had an employee i guess because we're so sensitive to a lot of this labor stuff like first of all we don't have an employee yet cuz we can't pay 15 we can't pay a living wage so that's why we don't have an employee no
4: unpaid no unpaid interns yet either right so. well we won't that's do
2: good. that either we we won't that's good. It's got to be a living wage or we can't we can't afford and we just yeah. do it ourselves. And like I guess if if I could get them to tell I want to hear the dirt on me that the employees have because I want to know if I'm being an asshole because I, I don't think I would. I see, I feel like I'm pretty laid back about how and when work gets done that I can't see myself being mean to an employee. But then there has been times dude, where I've been around people that are like, I got to be mean to this person. This is just not working out. Yeah. This This person, like I hear stories from people that I know that have worked in like restaurants and stuff like that. That'll tell stories about the people they had to fire and it's like a guy that's been late fourteen times in three in in, in like eight months, and it's like, well, dude, you know, what I mean? or no, he's called off fourteen <laughs> times, and he's been late more, and it's like,
1: fourteen
2: times is a lot of times, you know. I don't wanna right. I See, want to fire you. See, but the hire... restaurant
1: didn't fall apart, though. I mean, you just got to plan around that guy. <laughs> Like, we got one guy around here. I mean, he does a hell of a prep job, but he's not here five eighths of the time.
2: <laughs> okay. I mean, that's probably how Street Fight would work. It would be like somebody calls in fake sick, and then Brett and I go hunt him down and, like, we'll look at him through binoculars and be like, good one, buddy. Nice frisbee golf. Yeah. That was, no. Take this day for you. You'd
4: send your, you'd send your wife.
2: Yeah. No, our wives would probably actually get mad if somebody wasn't doing
1: work. <laughs> no, my yeah, my wife is all my wife is so pissed at how cheap some of our stuff is. She's like, you don't make any money on this shit that you do. <laughs> Because I'm always trying to hook people up, and she's like, "You need to stop hooking people up and making money."
2: Nobody, yeah, nobody hands out more free stuff than us. It's like, no, we sell things. There are things that we actually sell, and then people send us an email like, "Oh, I just lost my job," and it's like, "You want me to send you all twelve zines?" Oh,
4: wow! <laughs> you are the good. You are the good boy. We're just you suckers. No, we're suckers. Boys. Well, we that
2: want. Too. We yeah. want everybody to. I here's the thing, man. I want everybody. To have what I
1: do, yeah, I feel you know? guilty. I just feel immense yeah, amounts yeah. of guilt for like do, living the high life. You know, or like
4: a person. Yeah, who's like, wh- like, why should I have it if I can't share it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or even you. just a person
2: yeah. who's like, can you get me the bonus show? And it's like, oh, what's a dollar really going to hurt anyway? And then you're just like, I'll just <laughs> whatever. You know, that's one dollar. I won't get, and then it's like, I'm just like, man, I hand everything out. Like this is, we wanted a brick and mortar store. But the first thing Brett said was, we should sell... Fentanyl testing strips, and the first response I had was, "We should give those away for free." <laughs> like, you really just, should. Yeah, I would like to. <laughs> but yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't the idea? Wouldn't I, I? Ever since he said that, and somebody told me how much they cost, I kind of do want to just like
1: I want to do Bogo. I just want to tell people because there's I, like there's plenty of kids that buy a hundred dollars worth of drugs when they get paid on Friday night, and they want to know if it's yep. safe or not. And they're if they're willing, and you know, it costs a dollar fifty to get a testing strip if they're willing to pay three you know then we can pay for somebody else to have one for free
4: yeah well you got you know' you have to remember, like, you've, got dummy, you've got dummy sympathetic boys like me that listen to you and if you said that we were going to hand out free test strips and we just needed a couple more bucks on the patreon i' I'd, I'd do that yeah we're gonna I, mean,
2: I want to make like boxes I'd, wouldn't it be cool? to make like uh weatherproof boxes. If you could do it cheap and just fill them with them and put them around, like find businesses that'll let you put them in. And like, if you went to the places we do our live shows, but then you're like, yeah. you're also though. Cause I've thought about this too. It's like, what kind of a, will a landlord kind of put up with you inviting people to come and get, like, I worry about that too. You know what I mean? Because, Sure, sure. If you have a bunch of people that probably are using heroin hanging around your business, the landlord's probably not gonna love that. And that's part of the life. That's the story,
1: dude. That's the
2: story. You get to tell those people to fuck off. But aren't we stopping being being heartless bastards? Me and you are two such nervous people. As even when we started with the realtor for the office, he's like, "Well, what kind of office would you want?" And we're like, "Just not one around squares," (laughs) because we know. (laughs) That if we end up yeah. if we end up in an office with squares and one of us sees Brett standing outside huffing on a fucking barrel bong, mm. then they're gonna be like <laughs> mad and then the landlord's gonna be up our ass for the whole rest of the lease. You know, I had this neighbor one time. It's true. I had a neighbor one yeah. time that hated me because I was loud as shit and smoking weed all the time and it would kinda of go in his window at times and I was I'd yell at him when he came out to, to tell me to stop. And, uh, it was like that the whole time until he left, like it never changed until he left. And I'm so conscious of who ends up next to me now. <laughs> cause it's just like, Oh, if we end up in it, cause we're scared boys too, that the landlord would be like, don't do this. And then we'd be like, okay, now yeah. we got to start recording the show in a whisper.
4: <laughs> <laughs> right. Heaven forbid. Yeah. They know how I really feel. Yeah. No, I, I understand. I understand all that. I think though, I mean, I think if you're candid from the very beginning, that's the best way that you can do. That's the best thing that you can do to weed those types of landlords
1: out. Oh, that's all of um, life. Yeah, that's all of life. Anything that you hide, the person's going to be pissed about it. And Brett and I are so right. Brett and I are so like first. Brett
2: is more of a shopper, but I'm really impulsive, and it's like if let's say yeah. we, me and him went to. Fi- we finally made enough money that we each get to get a new computer. I would just go buy. I would go, we'd go to one no. store, I'd stand in front of it, and I'd be like, give me your best computer. <laughs> and then I would just take that home. That's how I buy things. I, I And that's how you would get the worst one. Right. That's how electronics <laughs> works, though. That's the thing. That's what sucks. It's like when you have a little bit of money, when you're like, okay, I have money that I can spend on something, and you walk into an electronics store, I don't feel like I should have to do a bunch of reading and research. I feel like the guy there should be able to sell me the best thing that they have. But then you end up getting, uh, you know, in my life, I've learned that you end up getting ripped off. Like, you get fucked by that every single time. (laughs) Like, the price is bad, (laughs) the product is bad, and and stuff like that. Or some, ear because gear, like, electronics guys that work at, like, Best Buy and stuff, those dudes are like early, 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 early adopters. So they'll be like, have you seen this like new kind of disc that is better than 4K? And it's like one that lasts. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> the one that dies. No, they're like, this is easy. You just need this converter. It's super cheap. You can get it if you just look online when you go home. And then you're like, as soon as you get home, you're like, oh, shit. I do not want to order this converter now.
2: Remember HD DVD? <laughs> right. That was like HD DVD yes. versus Blu-ray. Blu-ray, and yep, yep. I work. I would. I rode for HD DVD. I went to the Circuit City. To get an HD DVD player. Like I was just like this is it man. Why would they do Blu-ray. That's all owned by Sony. That's bad that they would do the little. that I I didn't know That's anything exactly about capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how capitalism worked at the time. So it was just like you don't want just one company in charge of it. It's
1: like you know everybody likes that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how it goes. Right. No. no yeah. That it's makes that things way. much easier for the uh, Illuminati.
2: So how's your new job going? How's how's your new job going?
4: Um, it's fucking amazing. I'm actually in a union now. What? And um, then yeah. So is it physical can I labor? back up?
2: Yeah, yeah, no, you can back up for not. sure.
4: I'm gonna be- so like I didn't even get to the best part of the story. Oh. So like the best part of the story is that I wasn't even there when those uh the mother in law and the sister in law recorded. What? Really? I wasn't even there. so
1: They found Zaki-Cola. other people that were shit-talking him at the bar and recorded them.
4: Right. but So it was Zach Kola, who is a member of the DSA National Political Committee and a close personal friend of mine, he was the one that was there talking shit on why he left the company.
2: <laughs> That's how the, the DSA mm-hmm. guy would be that guy.
4: <laughs> well, and yeah, he and I, we, we, we're the reason there's a DSA up in the middle of fucking nowhere. But anyway... Um, he was agitating old coworkers. I had left, and, like, he went on to go on and tell the entire bar how the CIO was a fucking fail son of the highest order. He went from using his mom's money and their extensive financial resources to get out of cocaine charges and, like... Sounds like a motherfucking Blake. Well, and he, stuff that was never, like... Stuff like... He got in all kinds of trouble as a kid, and even, like, as, as an adult... None of that shit was covered in the paper that his father and mother ran, so here we got this man who emails me on my fucking PTO day. His wife, his sisters, mother-in-law recording me, people talking shit about, you know, you know, we were just talking shit about, they were just talking shit about work, you know, about work at a bar. And I'm sorry, but like, I've no. been a middle manager for a long, I've been a middle manager for a very long time. And I'm a supervisor and I'm a boss and I get it, but like, complaining about work. At a bar, is a goddamn American tradition. So <laughs> it, it, the world it, over, it, it was just the fu- across. It the- was just the fucking. It
8: was the worst.
1: Corner to so, corner, every corner works. of the slab, people are going to the bar right. to get their air their grievances about the person that was screaming at him at work.
4: Absolutely, you have to. Like that's how it makes it okay.
1: I'm but so I have furious! To go back to
4: the grind.
2: I'm so furious that you weren't the one talking shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> we need to get your buddy Zach on. on Where's here, your man? buddy? You have telling some really cool friends you hang out with. <laughs> I love that your friend got you in trouble. That's me. I was always like, "Well, that's the way I see myself." It's like these friends of mine always getting me in
4: trouble.
2: <laughs> that happened one but time. Let's,
4: but let's be honest. I mean, there's nothing he said that I wouldn't have said. I just didn't happen to be there at the time. <laughs> I mean. I mean let's let's be honest, we all complain, so but no, like the new gig is great. I'm in the union, you know, I'm still considered a middle manager, I'm still a supervisor, um, but you know what? I'm still a supervisor and a boss that listens to Street Fight, so I don't know where that puts me, but No, we need, you. we need to get you. We need to
1: get you. I think you're you are now have won the best boss title from Street Fight Radio. You're <laughs> the belt holder for that. We need to get. We need to find are, out who the street fight bosses are that listen. I think Nick uh, Kodiak yeah. Jackson is a is a boss as well. Is it? Yeah, he's he's, a, he's a, a, that shit down. Yeah, he's a good. Um, he's one of our one of my favorites. Uh, good buddy of ours. And he helps out a lot with the show, even. But yeah, he is also a boss. I love. I mean, I don't nice. love bosses. Right. I love nice bosses. Street fight bosses. Street fight bosses. Call in.
4: Street fight bosses. Right. Exactly. So, but I mean, before I go. Uh, before I, uh, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to talk to me it's, it's, You guys have brought me out of a lot of shit But uh, anyway, I want to plug a uh, local DSA fundraiser we're doing here um, I'm the boy that sent you the Profit Theft shirt
0: Oh, I love those
2: shirts That I've worn it on stage now twice Which I try not to wear the same no stuff shit. twice Yeah <laughs>
1: Dude, I'm breaking it out this spring with like the chubby shorts. Yeah, I'm gonna be wearing it like crazy. It'll be on my Instagram.
2: (laughs) You guys got it here right when it was too cold, right? Like, right when it was getting too cold to wear it. But I'm gonna be heavy sporting that thing, like, on the 4th of July is a good thing. I did wear it to something
1: to Christmas. I'm gonna tie it off a knot in a knot so I can show off my tummy.
4: (laughs) I there you go, there you go.
2: I I did it for so Christmas, an, like oh. I did it around. I I wore it around Christmas, and my like, there were people in my family that were like trying to avoid eye contact with the shirt. Like, like this, <laughs> this is dangerous. This shirt is dangerous.
4: It makes friends real fast. Um, yeah. So be, I. We're yeah. Doing... <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. No, that's fine. Um, so yeah, we're doing another run of those. Um, we got some requests from some folks in the DSA. Uh, female comrades, um, they want some V-necks, so we're going to do another run. Make sure we get some V-necks included. Brett wants and, a V-neck uh, so. too.
2: That's like his style too. Yeah. I like V-necks. Oh, so. there
4: you go. Well,
2: Brett, he looks like an Instagram. He looks like an Instagram model, like a Pinterest. Dan Bilzerian well, or something
1: like that.
4: I'm <laughs> I a success. Win. Like, there's that whole beard regimen you got going on. And so like, I need to get in on that. But, yeah. You yeah.
1: know what? I tell you what, man, it, it, it really is. It's a really free hobby. I, like, I hate to do like the most stereotypical <laughs> hipster stuff, but like keeping track of my beard is something that like, doesn't really create a lot of waste. You know, like I can just throw beard right clippings on. into the grass and they'll disappear. And, uh, you know, yeah. it's kind of an artistic flair of mine too. So I recommend, I'm uh, taking care of your beard out there.
4: I'm with you So anyway I'm gonna hit you guys up for uh, uh, for just kind of broad boosting our I'm gonna DM you get, with all the information so I'm hoping you guys can boost us when we do their, this fundraiser here but we're gonna be doing another run of the, the, the PT or the, I'm sorry the P is IT shirts so, let me get anyway. you a promise
1: here. I'll get you a promise We will make a patreon post out of it we'll make sure that everybody knows so people get in their email we'll put it on the Facebook. We're put on the Twitter. It's at Street Fight WCRS. Oh, right on. And uh, so stay glued to that, and uh, we'll be releasing that when you get it to us.
4: Right on. That's awesome. Thanks, boys.
1: Not a problem at all. Appreciate the time. Uh, how, what's the name again? I haven't done German since like 10th grade. <laughs>
4: uh, Auf der Welle. So Auf der Welle. A U F D I E W E L L E.
1: Auf waves don't yep. die they just crash away <laughs> baby uh that was a great call that was a long one good one though we that was em. a premium call that it, was like the primo shit that's like cocoa puffs if a call is long the call is long there ain't nothing we can do about it happens it, it happens the way the world sometimes flows. we get on a tear Let's wow, see I was
2: on a tear on that. I mean, I can't believe, like, this. it sucks to, like, get fired for telling somebody off that you didn't tell off for, like, some gossip. That is yeah, like that what
1: I do. Is. I didn't even think about that until you say it. Now I'm like, I could have said everything I wanted, and your fucking mother would have heard it. I could have told your mother how big of a piece of shit you were, and I didn't even get my chance. <laughs> I could have told your mom. <laughs> <laughs> right, who's next on the line? Uh, thank you for calling Street Fight. Who am I talking to? Yo, what's up?
4: It's, uh, it's Crappy Oats. Crappy
2: Oats! Hey, I'm, I, the Crappy Oats was in town last night. He came to Ohio. One of the rare people who uh, <laughs> came to Columbus. And I always say, if you're a sweetie and you get a hold of me before you come to Columbus, I will find time for you. And Brett and I have found time for people that come through town but you didn't get a hold of me until yesterday
8: <laughs> yeah
4: yeah well it's nice to know i'm a sweetie i'm you know that's that's always it, it helps me you know get through the day
2: well i've met you in person that makes it very easy for that's me to true. be like i'll
4: go hang out with
2: this guy Hand
1: out the sweetie award
2: hey well you're not the sweetest listener of the show there's other people fighting for that now but you're one of them you know what you're one I of did. my biggest success stories i turned you on to wrestling
1: yeah, it's true. He yeah. tells everybody about that. I made
2: you a wrestling fan. <laughs> I try. I, I've done. I, I've last year. You're like, I don't. I yeah. can't get into wrestling. This year, you're probably gonna watch the G1 with me. So, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty one yeah, days of wrestling. wrestling. Are you ready?
4: Yeah, I, I am. Yeah, I was in a wrestling group chat, and yeah. It's, oh, actually, yesterday when we were at the Airbnb, someone put on like WWE Network. And I was like, oh man, see this stuff isn't very good and I was like going on about New Japan. Like yeah, I've like now just become like a wrestling elitist as well. That's, I, I'm, that's like, a being
2: bad... a I mean there's good... a, you become a zealot. You you know what you have to yes, do? Yeah. You know what you have to do, Adam, now you understand yeah. the art form. What you do now yeah. is you go and you find the WWE four and a half to five star matches, and those are very good. Like they yeah. do good stuff there but being forced to watch all the other stuff around it is really rough.
1: And you also got to turn yeah, other yeah. people on. You got to like kind of peel it back for folks and make it make sense for them. You know, you got to turn them yeah, on. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, it's just, he told Not me reason. he likes sports. Right. And it's like, well, I yeah, have a wrestling that's guys. like
4: sports. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, that's exactly what I enjoy about it. Is you that got, it's, it's like, it's far, it's, it's, like, no, none of the weird stuff where they're, like, putting dudes in trash cans. And,
1: <laughs> Nobody's getting married yeah. to anybody.
4: No, yeah, like, none of that stuff. I mean, like, the closest they have is, like, I found out, like, Shibata and Goto, like, went to high school together, and, like, so they tried to make a feud out of that, and those matches are awesome, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, that's the extent that it was like oh you know like they, they know each other <laughs> like that's <so> cool <laughs> Shibata's yeah my
2: favorite wrestler and i hope he comes back someday he is
4: i would love that the would guy,
2: awesome that guy's the guy that kind of got me too man he he's just the dude that walked in and i was like that guy looks like a fucking superhero and he headbutts people for real
4: <laughs> yeah 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 i really like he like <clears throat> really sells the whole like sport aspect for for it for yeah. me at least well so yeah, what, but, yeah. how, did, how
2: did you enjoy our fair city did you i mean you're from I a redneck you got rednecks around you too <laughs> so it, it wasn't that bad was it
4: I, yeah well it's it's so weird because like i worked with some people this summer who were from columbus and they're like oh columbus is like this small podunk town i'm like Dude, "It's like seven times the size of the, the city i live in <laughs> so like i'm like uh, it's like a bit. It's like a city to me. Like it, so, it was pretty cool. We went to that this German restaurant that had like a buffet.
1: Schmitz. Um, I went to a Schmitz. Lot. I hope You're yeah, classic. And, that's a classic Columbus. A classic, We've been about that. Well, yeah,
2: did a classic yeah. Columbus restaurant, man. You, the only thing you could yeah, have done it, maybe, Thurman's would have been another thing that's pretty cool. But Schmitz Schmitz is good. How was it?
4: It was solid. I ate a lot of sausages, and then I even me and my buddy got a schnitzel as well um oh, and then to
1: yeah share? and then
8: i had a cream puff and then yeah. I ate, yeah and then i got a cream puff we the went in. cream and puff and is so incredible
1: I- they have a truck that goes around Dude. and has the cream puff at like every <laughs> community festival
2: my my daughter oh, and okay. I, yeah it's a hit my daughter and i went there one time to get a cream puff and as soon as yeah. i saw the schnitzel i just kept in the strudel uh-huh. i'd be like I'll have a schnitzel. I'll have a strudel. And then she went and waited in the car for the
0: rest of the time. We in the store.
2: I've never been yeah, to Schmitz, like, if I'm being completely honest. It's a classic oh, really? Ohio institution, but German food it, doesn't appeal to me.
1: Yeah, it's in German Village, which really? was like, the, that's like the most, that was the cutting edge part of the city, like back in the 70s. Like the most progressive area oh, really? of town was in German Village. But it was also a place where like, German vill- German immigrants literally came to town and they built these houses yeah. that are like 3 inches apart from each other. Like everything is know, so oh, yeah. tightly packed in and it's all like this awesome red brick.
4: Oh man. Yeah, yeah, we walked we walked through it like back to downtown and yeah, it was really 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 nice. I I kind of honestly felt like when you go to like New Orleans and you walk through the French Quarter,
1: it does have like, that like, 1800s like- vibe
8: yeah it's like old and like european feeling there's some pretty shady shit
2: down there too there's like some stuff in that area if you just if you weren't on high street if you would have walked up to high street you could have saw some of the trashy stuff too because here's the thing about german village it's on the south end of town right and my family's from the south end of columbus and the south end we make jokes about like you know, there's places you can live and people will just look down on you. And the south end of Columbus is that place. But they have, so- like, it's the only place in town that still has a Ponderosa. Like, it's frozen oh, no in time.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a different world.
4: Guy Dude, Fieri yeah, went we to a restaurant there
2: once. So that restaurant got, really? oh, not Guy Fieri, man versus food. The pilot of that show.
4: they have, like, the picture there. They have, like, the the picture there in the restaurant. Ohio Deli.
2: Yeah, but he went to this Ohio Deli, and he bought this sandwich that nobody in Ohio has ever heard of that was, like, a a sandwich The Dagwood. The Dagwood. And uh, he Uh did it easily. I mean, you know when you're doing your first show, you're going to make a really easily achievable
1: challenge. Dude, that sandwich was huge. I went and saw my dude do it. Right. But I, the place was a wreck on the inside.
2: Yeah, my friend Adam ate two of them, two of those Fuck sandwiches. Fuck that!
1: No way. You uh.
2: fucking know him. You're his friend. You don't believe that he could eat two of those sandwiches. <laughs> no, man, I don't think he, he ordered. Dude, he eats. He ordered thirty dollars worth of stuff at Domino's and ate it all. Do you I'm know gonna how manage- much thirty dollars gets you a Domino's pizza? <laughs>
1: Alright, I'm going to manage his food career then But that's for another thing
2: <laughs> Yeah, you should, man You never talk to him about, like, dude you, you, I mean, if you can do this But I think he's slow It's the oh. thing. Some people are just Like, the eating contests, I think, rule, right? Like, I'm super into them Like, I don't watch them I don't know who's the champion But when it's on, I'm, like, interested <laughs> I'd like to see how many wings well, this guy eats But I also think they're like disgusting a-
4: yeah, yeah, there was, like, a controversy, I think, this year. Like, they, like, the Joey Chestnut guy, they're, like, promoting him as the new star of the franchise. Eater X? And they, like, came up, yeah, they, like, came up with new rules or something for him, and, and like, people were mad. Like, they wouldn't let the, the Kobayashi guy compete or something, and they came up with new rules, so he, like, what? he couldn't qualify. And it's, like... Yeah, people are like, oh, it's an illegitimate title. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about?
2: I agree with them, dude. That Kobayashi dude blew my mind when he started dipping those hot dogs in the water. I was like, but that's disgusting. disgusting. Yeah, that's the thing with me. It's like... See, but you it becomes the hot dogs without the water. Like, no, this water thing, not fair.
1: So there should be a new wing. Yeah. There should be a new branch of like eating where people have to eat it like over the course of a long period of time, to- a longer period of time <laughs> and get some of sort of enjoyment yeah. about it. You and know? we have
2: our guy. Like, how, how, <laughs> how, how,
1: <laughs> how do they eat it and then also make look like every bite look good? Like, goddamn, you're just hanging around. Yeah. Basically, you have 72 hours. You hang around in a room that has a day bed <laughs> and a TV and you just got to eat all all the wings that you can, and you're just like, you know, walking around the room, working it off a little bit, and, you know, sucking down some wings, getting on your day bed. Or vegan like a cricket wing. game. Maybe. Vegan wings for guys like me, too. We'll do the hot wings, the hot ones. Rules. Yeah, yeah.
2: But, hey, what let me let like me throw that? something in for the vegan What's wings. That? Let me just throw something in for the vegan wings for Brett. They have to be stuffed with Doritos because that's not unhealthy enough for me. <laughs> it bothers me. Because, <laughs> like, if I'm sitting next to him eating, like, meat wings and he's eating vegan wings, yeah. it's like, mm, I don't know if that's fair. Vegan wings are basically healthy. When I could, yeah, but... we'll stuff the wing. We'll take the tofu or whatever. We'll just dredge yeah. it in Doritos.
1: <laughs> Okay, I'm not complaining about they having eat have Dorito. So Dorito Seaton. <laughs> do,
4: do they put like a bone in the vegan wing? No,
1: they put a little wooden drumstick. Usually,
2: we we went to a place in oh, really? DC that had vegan wings that were just wings. They uh, you couldn't have told me they. I mean, they were square. They didn't look really? like wings, but it was like these are wings. These yeah. are just wings. But
1: they put them on a a, a wow. really thick like dowel rod that you could just you could bite them off of. And they tore. It was like it was that good wheat gluten man. You work that shit up right. It just yeah. shreds like chicken.
2: I had delicious wings yeah, twice a- this week, and I went to a barbers a barbecue place out in sunbury ohio and i went to the keep uh it's a restaurant my sister works at it's fabulous if you're in columbus it's the best restaurant and she made me wings for the super bowl night they had like a little super bowl night she made me a cheese steak wings and a soft pretzel (laughs) with a beer cheese and it and this restaurant is like I mean, this is a good restaurant. It's in like a historic building and a hotel and a luxury hotel. And that food was incredible.
1: You're losing your working man cred slowly in 2018. I got a free meal from my sister at a fancy restaurant
8: Okay, <laughs> who works
1: at a fancy. Re-
2: so what? what's going on tonight, Adam? We've derailed you 47 times.
8: Yeah, no,
4: I actually, uh, I drove home, uh, just now I drove to that horrible snowstorm and, uh, It was, yeah, we went to the OSU game today because the line I went and played. And uh, we unfortunately did not pull off the upset. Good, good, good.
2: Now you like to hear that. The good Ohio boys beat
0: you.
4: Well, actually, my mom was uh, the star player on OSU's uh, Kenda? Kenda Kenda bates up. I can't remember his first name. Kenta, maybe?
3: The rest She was the
4: second grade teacher. No, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't, I, we don't know. know. Sure I, you have no, it's not for you. It's for the it's for the listeners. You know what
2: happened? You know what happened to me with OSU. I went there. That changes your opinion of college athletics.
4: <laughs> you know, I was like really like because I thought like, I think like Central Illinois they really like turn up for the Illini, and it probably doesn't help that we're not very good. And we haven't been good for like a long time. But like I was like really just like blown away at how much people love. The Buckeyes in, uh, oh. in Ohio. Come
2: to a football Dude, Dude, Come out like, here. F- if you drive here for the Michigan game, I don't watch
3: football. But if you
2: drive out here for football. the Michigan game, you can hang out with me and I'll take you down to campus on Michigan game day.
1: Yeah, wear a Michigan oh, okay. hoodie uh, that weekend and have some kid <laughs> grab the hood and yank you to yeah? the fucking ground. <laughs>
4: <laughs> dude dude, i was dying they like put like when we were at the game they put up a michigan m and everyone started booing i'm like what they like can't even control it like even when they're not playing michigan i was just like, I, what, like like what like michigan's not here like why but they did just you, like put up the logo and it everybody did, started going wild like booing
2: did you happen was, to see awesome. did you happen to see that all the all the m's on all the signs are crossed out with tape while you were down there? No,
8: I didn't. Did, no, yes, I didn't see
2: that. All of the M's on every sign, even street signs, are the M's are crossed wow. out with tape.
4: <laughs> Holy shit! Well, my so my my friend's bud, like my buddy's dad, went to Michigan and like died in the seventies, like late seventies, and he was in the marching band, and they like came to Columbus one year for the football game, and he said he
8: got hit in the head with like a glass jug of orange juice yep, and like the, <laughs> that the very fine just like yeah and the cops were just like get up buddy and
4: like, <laughs> like, no, like no, it was like no question no they, they're just like oh no that's acceptable you're like, on enemy it territory michigan band. yeah it, it, it was a clarinet player in the michigan band like it was just a glass jug like that's okay
1: We care too much. We care too much, Adam. We care too much about our college athletics. I mean, the whole city shuts down on those days. And, I mean, the people that are the most, like, violent are the ones that never went to the school.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Right, yeah. You'll be at somebody's house, right? Like, you'll you'll be at somebody's Uh house on game day. The game – first of all, is not fun to watch with people because all the people are fucking furious (laughs) through the whole game. They're like, oh, quit throwing it to that guy. What's your problem? Hey, give it to number 13. Why is this quarterback in? What the hell? Oh, God, now can you do some offense? You think you can catch the fucking ball? And it's like, oh. And then if they lose the whole party's over. Yeah. It's ruined. Everybody starts right. pouting yeah. and moping around and they're like, I can't even have fun anymore. People
1: start getting too fucked up. They're like, fuck the game's <laughs> over. Fuck it, man. Let's finish this fifth. And it's like, no, <laughs> y'all are going to start crying about kids playing ball after <laughs> tonight. You
0: yeah. know,
2: it makes me want to go. It, I haven't been to a, an Ohio state watch party in probably five years because like, I just, I tried to be into it and I was into it for a period of time and it, yeah. It really, like, this team is like the Yankees, right? Like, Ohio State right, yeah, is
8: yeah. not a plucky underdog. Everyone hates underdog. Ohio State in the Big Ten. Yeah, everyone <laughs> hates Ohio State. It's and, like the it, one thing that unifies everybody in the Big Ten is we all hate Ohio State.
3: Yeah,
4: and,
2: but, and yeah. they're just kind of like, I don't think you understand that, like, they see themselves as the underdog. They think everything's coming down on the Ohio State Buckeyes. And, like, they, <laughs> they go
1: on and on about how the, the broadcasters are against Ohio State. These <laughs> fucking biased broadcasters, these coastal people, they're rooting, you know, for anybody but the Midwest to win.
2: Even dudes that played for Ohio State, like Chris Spielman will be on there, like, oh, I don't know if I like, I don't know if I like Ohio State's chances. And they'll be like, well, why don't you move to Michigan then? <laughs> That's so awesome. It's too too much. I don't think... Like, that's why I think I'm a fan of professional sports. Because people... I don't feel like people turn into as much of a baby about pro sports as they do about college. Because college has this, like, history thing. Like, everybody feels like they were part of the team. It's our sons and daughters that go to that school. And they play... And it's like... But you're not a part of... Like... This is a business. This isn't some big romantic thing. Like, yeah. Which is the way that yeah. they see. And, again, they see us as underdogs, and we are. We, Dude, every year before a game is even played, we're in the top five.
8: <laughs> like, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you guys are I one catch. of the highest paid coaches, like, in, in, in like, college history
4: it's like he makes more than like some nfl coaches
2: (laughs) i can't (laughs) cheer for that dude i i can't cheer for it i could see myself like the Illini more
4: yeah you should come be an Illini fan because that is truly being an underdog it's it's horrible we're truly awful yeah we murder you guys a
2: lot that's like a game that people don't even think it's possible they can lose every
4: year in football (laughs) although no i was I I was at, in Champaign it was before I went to school here when we beat Ohio State when it was number when they were number 1 and we ended up going to the Rose Bowl but like dude the whole town went insane like there were like riots in the streets here it oh, was awesome yeah, yeah. So pro- you're you probably are, were you still watching? talking
2: about that though we forgot about it <laughs>
4: <laughs> but, but yeah well you know you what you guys uh if you guys ever you know eventually make it to Champaign we'll have to get you to like, go to the One of the hockey, we have a a hockey team, but they're only club. So it's like, it's like people get really into it, but it's like more of like a fun thing. Cause it's like, you can get really into it because they're not really playing for anything. Like they're just playing for fun. So it's like, kind of like you're making it real for them. So like, we get like really, really into it. Like everybody's like, because dude, we have a really cool ice arena. It's like this giant old brick building. And so it's just like old wood bleachers, and you're above the ice the whole time. So you can just like lean over, guys, and just like yell at them. It's all—it's the greatest.
1: Brian, we need to—it's like it's, we need to get someone to pay for a TV show where people call in and they pitch us on, ideas on fun things to do, and then we go do it with them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. That, yeah, no, that, that makes, makes total sense. Like I can watch some amateur people and then start to make up a storyline myself. Pretty easy.
4: Right. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what, I, I mean, you know, I, I love sports and, the, you know, I you, you have to find those little things that,
1: and that, ho- um, that you know, kind of like,
4: like, oh, I can watch this, yeah.
1: Sorry. Hockey's a saying? good one because well, possession sorry. changes a lot. And, like, that's why I like basketball a lot because, like, the, yeah. the basketball, I think, is the best live sport because the... There's a lot of points being scored, but you know, it just the tension keeps ratcheting up. It's like, all right, this guy has it. No, no, right. they have it. Now it just keeps getting back and forth, back and forth, and you're just like, Oh my god, when is somebody yeah. gonna fucking score? You know?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hockey is like the one thing I can get I can convince Sarah, my girlfriend, to come watch and she doesn't like it's not like I have to go then take her to like something she thinks is fun.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> don't like, have, have to go see like, Trainwreck or something?
4: Yeah, yeah. Like if I don't, yeah. If I, if I like, if I convince her to go to a bask or a baseball game, that means like I have to take her to a nice dinner. Like when we go to Chicago, well, to that's
3: not bad. Game, right? That sounds like yeah, I mean I that's a you way.
1: have a healthy relationship, my friend. That's the
2: deal, yeah, man. I, I, and you know what? Yeah, I like I, to I, think I, that going to a nice restaurant is also nice for me. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. True.
4: It is fun. Paying for it though is not the fun part. That's the, 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 you're that's in
2: Chicago it. though. We don't know those woes here in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> well <With> paying <laughs> for it at the end. You're like. Okay. I mean, actually, Dude, got, there are very well, expensive addicted. places, but I mean, yeah. hmm.
1: my wife one but time yeah, left night- Chicago with a $300 brunch bill that sent her negative to the point where she never got that bank account back.
4: Oh, my God. $300
1: on some, my brunch. <laughs> she went with some rich kid that took her to the top of some hotel to have fucking brunch, and uh, she blew up the whole thing. Oof. I'm having a meltdown thinking work.
2: about this now. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That, that's unfortunate. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I had fun in Columbus. I'll hopefully be back. Uh, I, but yeah, I had to call and and report the uh, the visit. I guess. Yeah, give us a heads, so heads up, everybody. Yeah, yeah, give us two days. Yeah, we yeah. you
2: know. We're so not booked out very far that if somebody yeah. is just like in two days, I'm going to be in Columbus. We'll be like, all right, we'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Unless yeah, we're traveling, yeah. we're we're generally fairly open. And, you know, if you're in town on a Wednesday or Sunday, you have a 900% chance better way to yeah. hang out with Brett and I.
1: <laughs> That's when we got right, office yeah. time.
2: At the same damn time. You can hang out with us at the same yeah. damn time. Any other time, it's just one of us probably. Getting Brett,
1: getting Brian oh, okay. at the same damn time.
2: <laughs> All right, Adam, thanks for calling. Enjoy wrestling. Yeah, the- I'll, I'll, I'll be I anxious will. to hear your views on... This weekend, ooh, I get to watch that tonight. There's New Japan tonight. Okay. Oh, there is. Yeah, oh, man. Sonata yeah, versus I've, I've Okada much, tonight, or what happened I last way night? too
4: much homework for stuff, man. It, it's killing me. I should, like nice. I I had to do, like do homework on the car ride to Columbus. I have so much. So. While you're driving? So yeah. Not while I was driving. My friend drove. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I. Yeah, while I did the homework. I'm sure uh, he thought that was cool that
2: you were doing your homework in the car while he
3: was driving. Just use Google. Use
2: Google Voice to write your paper while you drive. He's not you, dude. Nope. (laughs) A lot of people don't like speech to text. I I also don't write paper. I don't. I don't write papers. I I have to go. I'm pro.
4: I'm a programmer, so you know you you can't really write like that. I don't write those ones. Oh, that would be
1: awesome. Backslash parentheses plus, plus plus a colon.
2: That's like
8: Brett. I there mean, that's
2: go. like Brett in the car when Brett, right, when Brett and I are traveling. Sometimes he'll just be like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna look at my phone or fall asleep here in the car. You <laughs> have a good drive, <laughs> but it's okay because his job is kind of to get fucked up with the listeners, you know. So I Yeah, should, yeah be driving home
1: with him. You're the only person I don't don't feel bad about it. When my wife drives, I'm like, no, no, honey. I will be alert every second. I will get all the snacks you need. I will change the radio and tell you funny stories and anecdotes that are on my phone. I'm certainly not going to go to bed. Yeah. Well, Even though you you're start... going to do that to me. But you're the only person I <laughs> indulge in that. Where I'm like, fuck you, Brian. Listen to a wrestling podcast. I need to sleep right That's now. That's right, yeah. And listening
2: to a wrestling podcast is like, my. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's what like you'd it's...
1: rather be doing. But, yeah. Than have me sit there and just be like, that was fucking crazy tonight, man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. But those one night shows are so wild. Like the night, the shows where, like, where we did Indianapolis and drove home after the show. He was like, yeah. I was like, I'm going to listen to some Mariah carry because i heard it in a cvs and we went to waffle house i listened to mariah Carey, and he was asleep before we got out of indianapolis and then i just drove i dropped him off at home like at like 5 30 in the morning but it's like i said i i don't mind it i just get it real cold in the car yeah
1: and it pisses him off and it keeps me away i brought a blanket though i have a travel blanket so that's taken care of
2: yeah well thanks for calling yeah, adam that's... you got to come back yeah, we'll hang with
1: you we appreciate it i
4: will i will all right yep see you
1: I love making the car cold. You are really good at it. I mean, I'm impressed. Sometimes I am, I I think I'm dressed for it, but I don't go heavy enough where I'm like, "Fuck, this is uncomfortable." You just
2: said people are so shocked with my tolerance for cold. Yeah, yeah. Like I have a, a a weird high tolerance for being like my house is 58 degrees when I sleep during the winter. And I like sometimes if it's at 58 and the house is 50 if the house is like 59, And I know that the heat's going to kick back on in one minute. I turn the heat down to 55. (laughs) So it doesn't kick on. And I sleep with a fan and my unshirted body out of the covers. It's like I'm like that fucking guy from the
1: X-Men, dude.
2: Yeah, that is a
1: lot of heat. That is a lot of heat. (laughs) That's like a Dodge Viper engine you got running inside your body. I know.
2: I think I'm going to spontaneous combust. (laughs) Yeah, you're a good candidate. You're
1: a perfect candidate.
2: (laughs) This fucking thing just runs at a high temperature, a lot of RPMs.
1: (laughs) Let's get some calls, man. All right. Who's up next? Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to?
4: Hey, it's Patrick in New York.
1: What's up, Patrick? How are you?
4: First-time caller, long-time listener. Oh. I'm so happy to be calling the Street by Radio.
2: Thank you. What? Hey, hold on a second. Thanks for what waiting is, too. What is your uh, Twitter name?
4: It's uh, well, um, for reasons that I'm going to tell you later. I'll be I'm going to be anonymous.
2: I know who this is. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> All right. How's it going in New York? I emailed
4: York? you guys about about uh getting you guys a hotel room for when you guys are here it, you know what i mean
1: yeah you got some points at, built up right
4: hell yeah so any any kind of hotel you guys want to stay at and it, if you are interested in some may have some edibles some other kind of items we could arrange that too because that's that's the business i work at here but but i'm uh, just happy to be calling in and i got a. A kind of short, small business tyrant story.
1: All right, sounds good. Yeah, we are doing a live show. It's going to be March 30th at Littlefield. Right now we've got uh, Kath and Rachel Millman. Kath Barbadoro and uh, Rachel Millman are going to be our guests. I think it's going to be one for the record books, if I'm being a little bit uh, harsh on it, you know? I got to say, I got a, a
2: ridiculously good... Amount of feedback on me and Kath doing that third show that I think it's going to b- probably become a little more regular every every month or two because it it was super fun. And I can't wait to be on stage with her. I think she's just really I think she's funny as yeah, hell. she's a genius. You know what? Let me tell you oh, this yeah. real quick. Let me tell you this real quick about Kath. She one day told me that when she takes her brawl off, she likes to call it letting the rats out of the cage. And I still think about it, and I'll never stop thinking about it. And now I got my—I'm trying to get my wife to say it, and she ain't into it. But I think if I choke them around, it's coming up all the time now, ma- and it's hey, her and my daughter that are saying it now. It's hey, not
1: me. Um, I got a good idea. Make a Valentine's Day card that says, "I love you more than you love letting the rats out of the cage," <laughs> and that'll mean you know it's real, <laughs> right? No
2: i'm not gonna do that i also am driving my kid nuts because i'm trying i just keep saying dilly dilly because i know
4: (laughs) oh yeah
2: i keep saying dilly dilly what's that it's on a commercial but i don't even know what it means i just keep saying it in different ways hoping that i get it right and gwen's like i don't even think you're getting it right
1: (laughs) i don't know nothing about no dilly 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 sounds great so what's going on tonight pat
4: uh, I don't know. I'm in New York. I just watched the the Super Bowl. I don't really watch football, but How, I just so, wanted to see the Patriots lose. You know what I'm saying? I because they represent white supremacy to me. So. That,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cut, I agree don't, with that. Yeah, yeah. You don't you cut straight to the chase
4: exactly. So,
2: what was your small business tyrant thing?
4: Well, I worked at a uh, uh, Jimmy John's in Baltimore where the Whew. the guy was a real asshole and. With, he would sleep with the managers in a, and just kind of like run us into the ground. And we got no tips in Baltimore. And we were doing the delivery in Baltimore. It was, this was the first Jimmy John's that opened in Baltimore. This was like six or seven years ago. And you were you doing
2: delivery on a bike without tips? Or were you in a car?
4: No, on a bike. We were all bikes what? in downtown Baltimore.
2: That ain't what? right. That ain't right. You can't. They can't. People weren't tipping you.
4: No, the tips were very, very poor. Um, How much would you to say you get at off, the
2: end of a shift? How much would you say you get at the end of a shift in tips? Like, what was a normal day for you?
4: In tips, maybe twenty-two dollars, but Ooh. we would walk away with like maybe you know sixty-seven bucks. Um, and to top it off, the guy the guy never sent me my W two. I had to hound him for my W-2 You know, to file my Freaking taxes for the $2,000 I made For the whole year at <laughs> this <Two-fish> sandwich shop
2: <laughs> I think yeah. Like, for me, it's like uh, That kind of job Actually, the W-2 Thing is funny, because I used to Be under the understanding that you could like Send the police after them If they didn't get
4: them out by a certain day That's what I thought it I thought I could be like, hello, IRS, like, hello, what am I supposed to do? You want me to send me this 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 W-2 to you to file my taxes? This guy won't send it to me. I just called them like 10 times because I moved up to New York, and I'm trying to get my freaking W-2, and they won't send it to me.
2: Yeah, I had Did that. Did they make you pick it up?
4: Uh, eventually, I talked to a manager that I was friendly with, and he was like, oh, okay, I'll go talk to him. But it, like, I'm hounding this guy for my W-2 where I made less than a few thousand dollars for the year. It's just like, come
1: on, man. Yeah, I had, uh, when I left a job, uh, I just left like a thief in the night. I basically just disappeared, and they didn't send a W-2 to me. And I was like, I we were kind of on an under-the-table thing. They had told me that I would just get paid under the table until they wanted to make me a real employee. And so I didn't think they were going to do any W-2s. But then two years down the line, I go get a tax return, and instead I got a letter in the mail that's like, you failed to file a W-2 three years ago, and now you owe this money on it. So you definitely ain't getting no return this year.
4: Oh, so now it's our fault that we didn't file the, the W-2. They didn't ever send to us.
1: The whole thing could be made a lot. Of, I don't know. It's, it could all be so they much They don't simpler. want it to.
2: That, that, dude, that's the thing. People, those tax preparer programs, for real, this is not a lie. This is not like my salt conspiracy. This is not like Flat Earth. I'm telling you right now that the people who design like TurboTax and all those programs, they lobby the government to make it harder to file your taxes, to make it more complicated. That's why.
4: Hell yeah. That's and you why me it's complicated. They, they spent, and they spent like $10 million on ads in the Super Bowl tonight. If this wasn't a big business, why would they be doing that? Like, it's
2: crazy. Yeah. It, those, th- that kind of like, those tax repairs really rip you up. The first year I had somebody do it for me was last year because I had Lyft and stuff and I just, I had like five jobs and, and I had student loans and all this stuff and a business. So we had somebody do our taxes for us and it was so much different. It was so. It, it, I I got something back. I felt like everything worked out. I didn't feel like somebody was skimming like a bunch of money because that's what it is. They get people who desperately need that money and then they they get them tied into a rapid refund program and then they take like five six hundred dollars away from them.
1: Well, one and one of my one of my uh, nightmare stories was my wife when she started her job. She was an independent contractor for the first year, and we were like you know what, Um, they're not taking taxes out. We're going to have to pay a big bill at the end of the year. We know this is going to happen. So I went ahead and filled out the taxes the way that I knew how with just like a program or like the free program uh, or website. And I said, like, it says we're going to owe a whole bunch of money. I'm thinking maybe if we go to H&R Block or something, we could save. And we ended up going there, and the guy told me that we were going to get the return for the same amount that I had already figured out we were going to get. But now I had to pay them like two hundred and forty nine dollars that they were taking out of it. And it was it didn't help me in any sort of way. <laughs> yeah, it sucks, man.
2: I, I got a few rapid refunds really early on when I found out about taxes. You know, it's like they're going to give me seven hundred dollars. That's what I'd get all amped about because that was like a huge amount of money back then. And I would do my taxes real fast. Like as soon as I like I was the person hounding the boss for my w2s on january 15th
4: <laughs>
2: well hey you yeah,
4: guys really take advantage of you with these you you know you make so little money and then you gotta have them for your w2s
2: yeah 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 they made you drive there i would charge them for it i'd throw a piece of <laughs> lunch meat at his face or something well thanks for calling pat we appreciate
1: it
4: all right thanks guys
1: yeah, I don't get back to you about the, the hotel stuff. The
2: telly Tellyo. Yeah. You know
1: what I'm saying? No,
2: that's that. Among other things, you know
4: what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Let's not snitch.
1: I love things. Let's not snitch on ourselves. One of my favorite things is things. Yeah, I love them things. Drop that thing on me. When the people do that, I'm really appreciative of it. <laughs> that Those tax programs. Yeah, they're a nightmare. I mean, the whole thing is is doesn't make much sense. I mean, and it really does, and it does, you're right, because we have, like, a real tax professional now, like, somebody that has their own practice and stuff, and they know all the fucking shortcuts, you know? And, like, when he hands me back my taxes, I'm like, yeah, this looks like what my taxes were supposed to be. Like, (laughs) you owe me money, motherfucker. You took way too much (laughs) out of the checks. We were getting felt like we were getting scrimped over here. Like, there's nothing. We got nothing. Yeah, we got something
2: back last year, and I was like, holy macaroni, man. I mean, my wife makes pretty good money, and then they take so much out of it in taxes. It's just, it's a giant amount. But now I'm self-employed, so it's probably going to eat into our refund every year, and maybe we'll even owe, (laughs) too.
1: Yeah, I don't know how that's going to look this year. We will keep you updated on the Street Fight tax situation. You know for sure the first people that we're going to. Uh, start screaming at is uh, will be our listeners. Yeah, let's get another call in. Take a break. One more call. Person's been waiting for a while. Thank you all for some of these people have been waiting for like fifty four minutes and shit. It's They're insane. To the show too though. They That's like, true. They some get people to hear. Like to listen through the phone. It's easier than the computer. Yeah. If you got them those like Turtle Beach headphones for your Xbox and you got us in there right now.
2: Yeah. Somebody in the Street Fighters group posted a solution to the no earbuds at work thing. Ah, uh, yes. So you the should bo- look into that.
1: Yeah. If you're not allowed to have earbuds at work there is a device called bone conductor headphones and basically it's they are the same shape of like a headphone but they sit right on your cheekbones and apparently they put some sort of vibrations in there that gets your eardrum to hear what's coming through, but then you can also uh, listen to some small business tyrant start screaming your name from the, from the other side of the room. He's listening to him saying some racist stuff in another room. And I scooped it, and Wish has them for like 20-some bucks. So you can get them if you are on the, the tiniest of budgets. That's the budget option. But uh, yeah, bone-conducting headphones for all of you people that are currently living under the regime of a podcast band. Yeah, this banned.
2: is. They're doing it because we're so pat We're getting. Yeah, more they powerful. know that folks
1: are listening to to uh, uh, divisive content at work. <laughs> That's true. They probably don't know they're listening to us, but if they did, they'd be a little more nervous. I think. Uh, thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? We're
4: talking to Stroll.
1: Stroll? H- Who? Stroll? Hello. We get pranked by a stroll. No, I think we got we got no, strolled. No, no, we got strolled. No.
4: <laughs> is, uh, this is Jordan from uh, California.
2: What's up, Jordan? How's it going tonight? You've called before.
4: Yes, I'm Ship pro.
1: <laughs> oh, shit pro, my dude! You got one of the best screen names in the game, my man. Thank you. <laughs> you got just speak up when you say it. <laughs> you got shit proled. There, we I got shit proled. Yeah, okay, sorry. I just got shit
2: proled.
4: I was. I've been using my my uh, covert Bluetooth device to listen to the show. I think like, it works at well as a mic. So Got it. You probably can hear me well.
2: All right. You do you have uh, one? Do, do you, you do have do? a covert listening device?
4: Yes, I do. Nice. I, I, and uh, um, but the weather has been so hot recently. Uh, I don't think I'm to, to keep it up with the beanie longer. Oh so. wait, this is
1: the podcast band guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you yeah, you yeah. did you feel that coming through the airwaves? No, dude, it's in
2: the air right now. It's like a, this is not a miracle. Everybody in the world, in my world, is talking about earbuds being banned. I get DMs every day that people are like, "They banned the fucking earbuds at my job." It's bullshit. i like, I don't know.
1: Did man. you get the bone conductors yet?
4: Well, I I had a uh, talk to talked with another employee, said the uh, president. And the guy said, "Oh, I wasn't aware of these. Uh, let me take some time to, to look into this site." Which, in my mind, basically he doesn't. <laughs> he's stalling.
1: Uh, it's, you're saying he's stalling. You're you're breaking up a little bit. Oh.
4: Uh, um, in other words, I, I think he. he it's it, it, us having earbuds is not a priority for him so even though it'd be very easy for him to just say yeah go ahead and do it he needs to make it this huge process and decision so
1: <laughs> um, let me
4: It's it,
1: it, here's what you need yeah. to do i'm gonna i'll buy you some so give me your information and we will order some and send them to you you wear them to work and then you because you don't ask for permission you just get forgiveness yeah you just said you like, ask I ask
2: for permission you asked for forgiveness you
1: said oh i'm sorry i showed you these to you and you didn't immediately say no these are banned so i figured you were willing to give it a shot i just wanted you to know what the work environment would be with bone conduction technology <laughs> let's do this yeah get
2: into the street fight wcrs account we're buying you bone conductors Sounds horny, but they're Hell just going to yeah. be bone conduct. We're going to get you some bone conductors, and then we can keep track of this. It's very important that we we know that we're going to. We're trying to
1: win a victory here. Does that sound like a plan?
4: Yeah, we got it.
1: Yeah, let's test the waters here. We're going to get a victory. We're, this is
2: going to be another street fight win. All those times that U line has been dropped. Those are street fight wins, Brett. Those are when we win the street fight, right? This could be another hill to die on here. We're going to send them the the things.
1: Yeah, we're this fucking up perfect. all the
2: workplaces. This is perfect.
1: Well, we maybe we can get some for your boss, too, so he could listen to, like, <laughs> Sean Hannity or whatever the hell he <laughs> likes.
4: Yeah, he's a he's big fat He's, he's,
1: he's both, like He's a lib laugh whole of their lives ah yeah it's you're coming through it's real spotty when you're coming through you got to speak real i think a little bit slower no i oh, think it's oh, uh, signal yeah. oh <laughs> uh,
4: can you hear me
2: now right now we can yeah so uh, we're okay. we're I gonna just, we're, I just, i'm sorry I, w- I wasn't gonna say anything but yeah you, yeah I'll,
4: i'm willing to try out the bone conductors
2: and you're you're going to – and you will report back to – are you going to wear them to work and then be – and if they say something, report – are you willing to, like, go into work with them on? Are you yeah, nervous so. I mean, to I'm, do I'm, that? Because yeah. we don't want to get you fired or anything. I I, well, I mean, actually plan on this
4: job hopefully by the summer. So I'm going to you know, be willing to try, like, in a month or two because I'm going to be out of there anyway. If I can, you know, get out to have earbuds for, or, you know, be able to listen to stuff before I get out of there and get, you know, shit, I've, I've done
2: at least. Well, give us a call. Make sure that you get, a, like, for real, when you're ready to do this, let us know because I don't want to get you in trouble at I'll work.
1: Do, I'll do it tonight. I'm going to, I'll DM you. Don't worry. I'll take care of it
2: thanks for calling buddy thanks for calling George. we love you we're gonna do one more and then we're gonna take a break really it's just like one of those endurance things
1: you just want to keep rolling on (laughs) just
2: do one more man
1: that's like yeah getting higher reps and with exercise just like one more that's all it takes i said i was gonna do do 11 instagram meme today that said just do one more that's what we're so inspiring
2: that's what we're doing see you have been inspired what are we doing right now just one more yeah
1: Thank you for calling Street Fight Radio. Who am I talking to?
4: Hey there. This is uh, Claudio from Virginia.
2: What's up, Claudio? Good phone. This is a good phone. <laughs>
4: I just <laughs> got off work.
2: Okay. What's work, that? What kind of yeah. work you do? Why are you working during the Super Bowl? What's that deal?
4: Uh, well, I forgot it was Super Bowl, and I'm not super interested. I'm not from Philadelphia or Boston, so I didn't care that much.
1: Do you don't like buffalo ranch dip, though? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
4: well,
1: you I
2: mean, yeah. What's work- going on? You don't like the food? <laughs> 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 we're, I mean, we're working, so I
3: don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wanted, I've wanted queso so bad. I have Rotel and Easy Melt, and I have just wanted the reason to – to crack it open and nobody wants to eat it my wife is on like a healthy me in 2018 thing so i'm just like is anybody gonna oh. eat a bucket of queso with me or yes. something yeah we just need an event i can't just
2: me and you can't just sit down let's play games and eat a bowl of me and you'll eat a bucket of queso <laughs> my wife will eat some i'm sure your wife will eat some too queso's the best Put some jalapenos K-so's in right. there, Cut up some hotter jalapenos mm. and throw them in there, too. You're making the, the case, so doctor it up with some helps.
1: Yeah, doctor it up with something that actually came out of the ground. <laughs> yeah. What's going on tonight?
4: Uh, I just wanted to talk about, talk about work. I feel like it's the thing that you guys talk about on basically every common show. I feel like the place I work is, I don't know, it's like an interesting perspective. Okay. So I work at a you, you guys have Trader Joe's in Columbia?
2: We do We're in Columbus in Columbus though But we do uh, have yeah, one yeah, of, yeah. two of them We have two of them
1: Yeah they aren't as popping as they are here When I was in Dallas they were all the rage I love them I oh, love yeah. Trader Joe's <laughs> Trader Joe's That's the Ohio way to say it too
8: Joe's
1: <laughs> Yeah Yeah we add S's to all of our grocery stores is... Right
4: Don't ever correct yeah, me so- Brian, if you're looking for an interesting, another interesting Facebook group to join, you should join uh, TJ's Meme Stash.
1: I'm doing it right now. That's Trader Joe's yeah, Meme Stash. So, you're saying?
4: Yeah, right? so it's all these Trader Joe's workers, and it, it's like half memes and half people talking about their jobs. And so you'll find some really ridiculous stuff on there. Like, like any Trader highlights?
2: What's a store number I yeah. can put in here? I need a store number.
4: Uh, 640. 640. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, it's really funny. Every six months or something, somebody will come in and say, Yeah, Trader Joe's should unionize. And it's interesting because in the group, there's managers, like it's called mates, and then there's also just normal people who work there. And it's really funny because Trader Joe's is like, Probably the least class conscious grocery store out, of, out of, of all of them out there. Really? Because I
2: feel like Trader Trader Joe's is. I feel like that place is pretty cheap. Like I go there a lot because I feel
4: like everything's cheap. And I thought I'm I thought the workers are the least class conscious. Oh, at least in my store. Is it maybe Cause be- they get paid a little bit more and you get a, you get a good raise and stuff? But yeah, you know, just- you'll have people on there say we should get a union and then. Somebody says, oh, no, we don't need a union. We should just have an employee association.
3: Well, <laughs> what is the
2: difference? Yeah. Be like, I can work on an employee association. <laughs>
1: is it one that will stop working
3: right.
4: to
1: get more money? Is that how we
3: no, associate?
4: They say, it's just, yeah, they're like, it's an employee association. We should get together and tell the managers whether we like the policies or not. But we don't need a union. We're... We're paid well at Trader Joe's. We like our managers. No, Nobody- okay, I was
1: going to say that is what I've heard. of. That's my word on man on the street thing. Is like, oh, they really take care of their people there. They have some impressive uh, benefits packages.
2: Well, I mean, a union is still useful for oh, a sure. place oh, like sure. that. Yeah. Even you know, that's. But it is hard to explain to people who are like because Aldi's the same way, right? Aldi is. They're pretty generously paid. That's his
1: bro. That's Trader Joe's bro is Aldi. <laughs> for real, for right? real. That's yeah. like Puma and Adidas, man. It's like these German fucking brothers. <laughs> they just get in these blood feuds, and they create gigantic empires to compete against each other. <laughs> they're fucking animals, yeah. dude.
2: Yeah, and 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 it's like they get paid pretty generously, and then you're like, so do these? I mean, I guess technically they don't need a union, but it, the truth is like, the way that workplaces are set up it's just smarter to have a union it's smart but they don't like the word i I can understand being hesitant to use the word union because when you say like a workers association it doesn't conjure up the same response from the uh company that i think the word union does
1: right yeah because union busting is what follows after the the (laughs) word union starts getting bandied about (laughs) we gotta bust this thing
2: Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, again, it's when you say like uh, they're probably fairly class conscious. I just I think when you get in a position like that, I I know I felt this way at the cable company because growing up, you kind of always wanted a job at one of the utilities. You know what I mean? You, Hmm. You were like, if I can just get on at AEP, the electric company, I'm set for life. They got a union I can't be gotten rid of. It's great. And the cable company was, to a lesser extent, that was another one of those places. And, like, there was a period of time where maybe I didn't feel like we needed to unionize. But then, I don't know when it happened, but I got to a point that's like, every workplace should have a union. Every, like, we should just all have a union. Yeah, and I mean- it's
1: helpful no matter what. I think you just meet him where you're at and just give him more than they bargained for. And be like, oh yeah, we're in the employee association now, and then show up at work and chain <laughs> yourself to a register and start demanding some shit change around here. And be like, no, she's in me. She's in the employee association with me. She agrees. Yeah, you know, we're comrades. We're in the should, employee association yeah. you now. You should, you should, one, EA members.
2: You should one time try to pull that through, though. Wouldn't that be a, a good experiment? Like, let's, well, let's continue this thought experiment instead of just being like, "No, I want a union." <laughs> let's, let's go on to the next part. You know what happens next right. when it comes to that stuff. I don't know. I, I'm interested in this idea of like just getting a union and not
1: calling it a union like (laughs) well yeah i mean uh, and because the the standards that we have i mean are not the greatest i mean there's so much uh bureaucracy and red tape that goes along with it that really putting power in the hands of workers is what we're looking for more than anything you know it's not that it necessarily has to be a formalized version that the government can put a rubber stamp on yeah. Just finding a way for more employees to exert their power and uh, come together to kind of, you know, stand in solidarity on some of the issues that are affecting everybody that works for the company. Right. Well,
2: that's interesting. Thanks for calling. If you ever want to write, if we're ever doing something in a zine and you ever want to write about working at a place like that, you're, you're welcome to. I, I can, you know, if you ever want to do anything, DM me because I, I think it is interesting thinking about places where maybe the employees are a little happy and trying to figure out also how to articulate to them that there's strength in numbers.
4: Yeah, I think the Trader Joe's management they've got to figure it out because they pay, you know, 2 or 3 dollars more an hour than other grocery stores and the managers are a little bit nicer and you get two paid 10-minute breaks and they've just got that cornered where they they think if we just give them that little bit more then they won't If we give them 10% more, then they won't demand 50% more.
1: But you know what, man? I mean, and there are jobs that are just hell from the minute you get there. And then you find yourself in something like that where it's like, I mean, it's brightly lit in here. It's not run down. um, The people here, uh, the, the, the customers are... You know, friendly and just here to shop. Well, not... I don't know about that. One. Oh, sure, sure. I'm sure they're asses, but I mean, there's oh just got like... the
2: worst. They got to be some of the worst. But ones. I just
1: think of like some of the horrible jobs I've had, where like the 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 circumstances aren't as the same as someone that is like has the luxury of shopping at Trader Joe's. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Are you? You're yes. a shit pro on Twitter.
2: No, wrong.
1: He's the no. next person. Oh, I'm... What's your Twitter name?
4: Or do you it's want us baby to know canteen.
1: it? Oh, that's a great one. B
4: a b a b y c a n t e e
1: n. Nice. Thank you for calling.
2: I, I, I that was that was cool. That was cool to think about.
1: Yeah, man.
4: First time, long time.
1: Yeah, call us back. Thank you. Let us know what's going on with this employee associations we're pro we're pro them Uh, with some with some
2: a little bit of uh reservation of
1: course yeah i mean as long as you all get together to throw rocks through the windows of people that have to get the right message like that's a good way (laughs) to associate
2: all right have a good night we're gonna take a break now we're gonna play some songs for you who knows how long we'll be gone we might be three might be two who knows (laughs) William. We also had Danzig with Until You Call on the Dark, and we had Off with Over Our Heads. I don't know if you don't like Danzig, I'm sorry, but I like that song. It rocks.
1: Uh, Thank you for listening to Street Fight Radio. We are coming to you live from downtown Columbus, Ohio, in the Free Press Studio, part of the Pacifica Radio Network. That's WCRSFM.org if you want to listen online. If you want to call into the show, the number is 614-412-5252. It's the same number every single week. We do this every single Sunday at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're taking your calls all night, so please call in if you want to get into a street fight. And you ready to get back into these calls? Let's get some calls on, man. See who is Shit. here. Been waiting forever. Thanks for calling street fight. Who are we talking to?
2: It's the big guy. Big guy. You need to change your Twitter. Well, you can't do that now. See, now you're giving yourself a name that nobody's gonna know.
8: Oh, okay. Well, big guy, at as big as your dad. As Twitter. big
2: as as big as your dad is not a genius at branding, but he's good at other things. So, what's going on tonight, big guy?
8: Well, uh, just recently joined the Facebook community, so feel pretty excited about that. I, my my. Name was like, Tom Black or something, like an alias, because it wouldn't let me put big guy as my name.
2: No, it doesn't. I did see somebody on my Facebook feed today named Dilly Dilly, so you could do Dilly Dilly. I don't know what Dilly
8: Dilly is. It's an important
1: thing in the culture.
8: Do I need to know? If I don't have to know, I'm fine. I'm fine with what I I
1: don't know, and I'm doing great over here.
8: Yeah, I'm 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 going to side with Brett.
1: It's a, I think it's a Bud Light
2: thing, but it's really mainstream, and I, I think like we need a little bit more mainstream humor on this show, so dilly-dilly, baby. We're dilling it up.
1: So you're thinking at the Ohio State Fair this year, you're going to be able to pop a balloon with a dart and get yourself a dilly-dilly mirror?
2: <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Dude, they got themselves a new wise eye. And that's important like for a, a company like Bud Light that I want to see fail in every way. But <laughs> They got a new what? I want them to fail. A new
1: Wiza. Want... It's a new Wiza. Wiza. Oh,
2: a new waza.
8: waza.
7: <laughs> waza.
3: <laughs> waza.
1: <laughs> yeah, the new Budweiser. Bud Wise Yep. They come up with that stuff, dude. Oh. They just they're good at that stuff. Not really. I'm not sold on Dilly Dilly. Dilly Dilly, baby. <laughs>
2: I am, but I'm sold on it. I'm a tastemaker. Dilly Dilly. Everybody starts saying it. My wife and kid are so annoyed with Dilly Dilly already, and I've only known it for one day. I, I learned it yesterday, and now they're like, you don't even use it right. I'm like, eh, hey, you know. I'm getting there. I did enjoy watching. One day, you'll...
8: Did- no, no, you're a dad. You're a complete dad right now. You use it wrong and you'll never stop using it wrong. We know this. Fatherly
1: tyrant. Tyrant. I'm not a tyrant. Time
8: in memoriam has proven dads refuse to get catchphrases right.
2: Well, and also that they're geniuses that can change oil.
8: Yeah, those are the two things. Uh, Change oil and... uh, never get a catchphrase right yeah and also <laughs> Can
1: I- put a put a, um, a a catalytic converter on a blender I'm gonna make yeah. I'm gonna fix a blender big guy I don't know if you're you gonna heard put this. a
8: catalytic converter on there huh? okay
2: here's what here's the thing my blender broke today not real happy about it kind of sad started looking into blenders well it looks like I'm gonna need about 50 bucks to get a blender and I just can't see myself ever having fifty dollars again in my whole life. <laughs> So I'm like thinking how much would it cost to fix my blender or maybe even just make a whole new blender out of the parts?
8: Man you're in too deep you're in too deep. I'd have just bought a new blender by now
2: 50 bucks you go out there and drop 50 bucks on your blender that we're not talking about something you can eat it's something <laughs> not, it's not like drugs or food. it's a blender it's that's a tough sell.
8: Maybe I just go for a little while without a blender. I mean, I don't know. If I if I get I mean, blenders are something you get for Christmas, so I, I just would hold out till the next Christmas, I guess.
1: Valentine's mm. Day blender, Easter blender, Fourth of July blender. There's lots of chances to get a blender. Now you can't release this I mean, show until many,
8: after how, Valentine's how much do you Day. Blend, Brian? He's how trying much to do, do, do the smooth he's
1: trying to do green smoothie lifestyle, bro. So I need he needs get- it every day.
8: Oh, you're on that you're on that uh
2: that. Oh, fuck. What's the apple guy's name? Nah, it's... Dude, here's here's what I'm on. Antioxidants. Here's what I'm on. I'm on some carrots. I Rybof- f- riboflavin. I'm on some carrots, and then I'm on some peaches. In it. I'm on some peaches, some blueberries, a banana, and then just the rest of it's kale. And then it's just a bunch of kale and spinach. And it's the best way for me to get a big serving of vegetables in every day because I'm bad about eating vegetables. I'm always like, let's skip the vegetable and have french fries tonight, you know?
8: I mean, just get a juicero, I guess. Juicero?
1: No, it guess. costs too much, man. He's He won't even spend the money. That's like $50 a juice pack, man. You got to buy a new blender with every <laughs> smoothie for that
3: lifestyle. That fucking scam?
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get a
2: $15 blender here. So I saw one for $10 on Facebook Marketplace used. Cuisinart brand. Okay, those are quality. That's worth 10 bucks. <laughs> I don't
1: know. <laughs> Get yourself a Hamilton I would have jumped
8: on it. <laughs> I would have jumped on it. I don't you know. Need a, you need a blender real bad, it's 10 bucks.
1: Yeah, I fuck with Cuisinart too, man. I recommend Cuisinart shit. For real, for real. <laughs> Brett Payne fucks with Cuisinart. I would do a commercial for them. Would you? <laughs> yeah, I would do an anarchist cookbook if they would pay for the fucking... Uh, the, uh, the appliances. Cuisinart, you got yourself a guy here
2: that's never said anything offensive on the radio, ever. <laughs> He's a great pitch squeaky man. Squeaky clean. He's squeaky clean. <laughs> two days. Two speaking days before they queen, find you. Speaking of,
8: speaking of squeaky clean, uh, your boy is not riding squeaky clean tonight.
2: What's tonight? What's? I, I hope it's not heroin.
8: No, no, okay. I've given up all the bad stuff. It's not heroin. I probably wouldn't have called in if hair it on. was.
2: <laughs> is what hair you're on. looking? That's what you're looking for. You're not on boy tonight.
8: I'm not on boy. I probably wouldn't have called in if I was not for any other reason than it just knocks me out. But, yeah.
2: uh We can't encourage people to call in on heroin. <laughs> that is not a. No. That's probably not. That's not the kind of thing I like to do on the
1: radio.
8: And uh, I'm off the sauce. Haven't been drinking in a while, so nice. that's good.
1: Wow, Shiner. And I'm loaded. Shiner's weeping.
8: I'm, uh, I'm loaded up on some green grass right now.
1: Marijuana?
8: Lit.
2: Are you doing marijuana? Yes, How long's it been since you did marijuana?
8: It's been a long time. Well, I last night, but a long time since last night.
1: Do you have a man bun so, yet?
8: No, I, I do. I have a man bun. Uh, I have low testosterone levels. I eat a bunch of soy now. Um, I'm an SJW cuck because marijuana has infected my brain uh, and destroyed my sperm count. How's it going,
2: though? Are you feeling a little freaked out or are you feeling
8: good? (laughs) No, I'm not freaked out. Do I sound freaked out?
2: No, but people use marijuana and they freak out. I mean, that's one of the drawbacks. And a lot of, uh, here's, what here's what I know. Here's what I know about you can
8: the the fucking weed you can find in Texas. You're not going to freak out on.
2: <laughs> that's the stuff I'm most freaked out on. <laughs> is that bad? Like Texas is
1: real close to Colorado, right? I used to get no. I used to get Colorado
8: stuff. No, staff. we're several
2: hours. Se- I mean, how many? Several? Thirteen,
1: dude. People, oh, okay. Well, Thirteen-hour yeah, drive. I, 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 I used to know folks that did self. like the. They would drive down. They would drive up once a month and back, and that was like their game.
8: Really? Yeah, I that, would not do
2: that. That was in Dallas. I would do that if somebody, if we had money to do it. You know, if Brett and I could just take a road trip, I would totally do that. If I would have loved to have drive to Denver. I would have
1: loved that drive, dude. If I didn't have a kid right I now, mean, I'd be the Dallas. biggest drug dealer in town.
8: Oh. <laughs> I mean, maybe Dallas you can get some good shit, but not where I am. Like, I bought this from my little brother, and it looks like mids from the 70s, so.
1: Okay, that classic strain, dude. Just put on some, like, fog, <laughs> that put, on some, put a fog hat on or something like that. That's good music <laughs> to listen to when Do you're bust high, open a record, roll yourself a joint, and, um, yeah, go on, like, a, a, a free ride.
2: Oh, y'all want to hear something kind of silly? So last night, sure. we're, we're playing this game where you gotta come up with funny jokes and shit. And my niece, who is 12 years old, was trying to make fun of, like, old people. And she she wrote something like, yeah, you'll see them saying groovy like they're from the 1930s.
3: <laughs> <laughs> 40 years
1: off. It's the off. best burn.
2: <laughs> I realized that history... Like, the 1960s to, like, my daughter looks like what the 19, like, 1910 looked like to me (laughs) now. So,
8: yeah, I kind of, yeah. No, how's work going?
2: How's work going?
8: Oh, work's work. Uh, I moved to night shift, and my janitor job hasn't started up yet, so I'm kind of on a weird uh, 20-hour work schedule. Which is nice, but the money's not good.
2: No, twenty-hour work schedule usually gets you about one hundred, two hundred dollars a week.
8: <laughs> tell you, uh, tell you who I hung out with last night, though. Wrath uh, yeah. of Mangelo. Did he call in yet?
1: No. Yeah, we've talked to him. Not tonight. We haven't. No, not tonight. But he's a cool cat. I love Wrath of Mangelo. Yeah. Made, uh, made uh, my maybe my
2: favorite piece of art for this show ever. And it's in the love scene, yeah. and it's two fellas holding hands while the American flag burns. I'd like to think those two fellas good, are yeah, me and Brett.
8: It's a good little piece of art. He I did know. That to me last night.
2: I like to think it's both. I, I like to think those guys holding hands are me and Brett. But I also yeah. want the listeners to be like, you know, this could be us too. <laughs> yeah.
1: Good art does that. It puts you right in the middle of it. No, it looks cool. Somebody. I think
2: it's- yeah. somebody said
1: is Go this ahead. like is this supposed to be a takeoff on the World Trade Center
2: burning down and I'm like oh I hope not that's probably Whoa. that's a step too edgy
8: for us. I mean I like a little edge but like not enough not that much
2: no i I'm not into making fun of like actually so I was at the phone store yesterday right and we were kind of talking and, and my wife and I when whenever we buy phones or like he needs like like the max everything because he works on his phone right and uh mm-hmm. this guys like what do you do you know that you're working on your phone and i'm like i'm a comedian and we get to talking and him and he's like his manager comes in and he's like you know who's really funny to me and i'm like who and he's like my manager this guy he just comes up with the craziest jokes it's so funny right I'm sitting there, and he's like, oh, yeah, I got a few jokes. And I'm like, okay, that's cool, which I usually don't like people to tell me their jokes, like, right to my face when when I'm a captive audience, you know? But he's like, I got some, would you, do you think jokes about genocide are funny? And I was like, no not really that's not the kind of stuff i do and he was like okay not that one and then he he start listing do you think jokes about like he was just every joke was sexist he was like it's either sexist racist or about genocide and i'm like dude you're not i'm sorry i kept trying to explain like i'm not edgy like i don't do edgy comedy at all He's like, well, what do you talk about? And I'm like, just stuff that people want to talk about.
1: No, he would probably think you were way too edgy. Like, no, (laughs) you cannot joke around about police like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Police got to do 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 do. genocide. We joke around about the police and the way they do genocides. We don't joke around about the police being bad, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just... Like, I don't
8: care about, like, I don't care about, like, horrible shit going on in, like, other countries, but, like... You got to respect the police like that's That's some like serious stuff, man.
2: Well, he was also like he was not he he was from out of the country. The, the guy that was the manager oh. was. And it's like I, I talk about this on the Rachel Millman podcast where I'm like, you know, sometimes you'll hear a woman say something that's kind of like, oh, that's sexist, you know, but you're like, I'm never going to be the guy that sits down and is like let me explain to you why what you just said is
0: sexist
2: (laughs) you know what i mean and i'm always just like i don't know where this guy's from i don't know if from there you make genocide jokes or whatever like things (laughs) but people in the united states do too they think it's hilarious
1: dude one of my one of my favorite stories um of someone we know that her dating is like just the wildest thing in the world but there was a guy that was like you know, oh, I have a lot of fun online. And she was like, oh, yeah. I was like, what do you do? He's like, well, I, I love just memes and all of that. And the, he sends her a meme that says, bitch, don't call the cops. I'll just rape them, too. Jesus Christ. And that was, like him. Nailed it. that was like his joke to this woman that he was met only on the Internet to try to convince her to hang out in real life. That's a
2: threat. Yeah. That just sounds like a threat. Nailed it. I want to sit down with this dude and just be like, you threatened a woman. Like, I know that you're like, she didn't call back. She must not have connected with me. But it's like, when she read that, do you want to know how she... Pro- like, how... Can you imagine? That is like somebody sending something and saying, like, I, you know, a joke... Of, a, like, a lighthearted joke about how they like to kill people <laughs> or something. Like, that is... Fuck. You just blew me away with that. Dude's just... I've talked about this before. That was another thing we talked. Rachel and I talked about was like, I have this thing where I feel really bad for lonely guys. Right. But I fully know that lonely guys are probably lonely for a reason. A lot of them. There are a lot of dudes that are assholes. Right. And they're lonely because they're assholes. And they hate feminists because women don't like them because they're assholes all the time
8: exactly
2: and uh but i have a thing in my heart where when i see these lonely guys that are like i don't have anybody no nobody wants to hang out with me and it's like but you're like mean to everybody all the time like uh, your sense of humor is a lot of times their sense of humor is like it's not funny unless somebody's getting their feelings hurt or somebody's getting hit yeah you know what i mean like i've heard a lot of guys are like oh it's not funny unless you're like making fun of race or something or or it's not funny unless you're making it's at somebody's expense and i'm like that's not i mean that's not the way i see funny a lot of times nobody has to be
8: a victim for something to be funny
1: yeah, I mean, the internet has cracked that open. I mean, the, there's so much absurdist shit that happens that people lose their minds over. And, <clears throat> you know, the, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, the the to continue the stereotypes. I think that's where the direction that we've all decided to head in is like, we're not going to continue on this tradition of stereotypes that were handed down to us. It just seems stupid. We're reinforcing the stereotypes by constantly bringing them up and making jokes about them and shit, you know? It's like it's over. Yeah. Yeah, but that's like tradition, you know.
2: Right. Well, it's comedy. Like I remember a lot. Like a lot of times when you talk to comedians, they make it. They're kind of like, you know, I don't know how to make it funny unless I'm busting beans or something like that. And it's like, you know what? If people want to sit in a room and make fun of each other and be brutal to each other, there's not a part of me that cares. But we talked earlier this week about a Tim Allen adam carolla type movie that's coming out about like pc culture and stuff and it's like
8: yeah and people it's like that don't kind of like it. Is damaging
2: yeah, well and it's like people don't like it like you need to make terms you need to come to terms with the fact that you're playing with a line with comedy if you do the kind of comedy even that we do You're dancing around a line to try to be funny. And when you cross that line, there's consequences for crossing that line. And you might not, it might be a small thing and you might not feel bad about what you've said, but dude, you can't say I'm edgy and I'm riding on the edge here and, but you're not allowed to get mad at me because I need a space to practice and perform and come up with my creative ideas
1: oh they're the worst exactly. they get to, they get to be the big bold hero that says things that makes people mad and then they also get to be the victim when someone gets mad at what they say
2: yeah yep yep but that. that but i think that kind of stuff that sarcasm and things like that that is why there's just like a lot of dudes that i've met that are people that don't have anybody whether that don't have anybody with them that don't have any friends or ge- they're ge- it's generally because they're mean in my experience, you know. I mean, somebody lives with somebody has lived with me for 19 years.
8: <laughs> hey, but that's going good for you.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I've I found the right person. That's a hard thing to do. I found a decent I found a good person that is perfect for me. And I, I think I'm perfect for her in a way,
1: you know? Oh, what a Valentine's Day treat.
8: What a Valentine's <laughs> Day thing to say, exactly. I
2: well. mean, I think she really, my my wife is like uh, kind of organized and stuff like that. And I think she likes the fact that I'm the opposite, you know, that I'm kind of a chaotic force. Yeah. Yeah and uh she loves being around that kind of thing she like won't admit it but you know she'll go to these garage rock concerts and stand in the pit and stuff like that and have a bunch of fun she feels like she's a really buttoned up person she's just really nice and likes to have fun of course it works out you know what i mean all all i need from the people around me is that they be nice and they like to have fun
8: Well, I mean, you're a pretty fun guy, so I I can't imagine you having trouble with that.
2: That's why I got to hang out with you and Wrath from Angelo. Me and Brett got to get out there, We were talking about
8: it last night. We were talking about it last night at the bar. Uh, We're going to make the trip down there.
2: Down to where? Where are we going?
8: Noah. Noah.
2: Are you coming to New Orleans?
8: Hey. Yeah, we talked about this last week.
2: If you two come down to New Orleans, you feel free to get a hold of me, and you can come to wrestling with me if you want to.
8: We were talking about trying to go to the same wrestling that y'all go to.
2: You're welcome to come to wrestling with me. I don't know how many Brett's going to go to, but he's going to go. He'll be at some. We'll make sure you're at one with both of us. We'll have a lot of fun. That Kaiju Big Battle, okay. dude. <laughs> you're going to do Kaiju oh. Big Battle? They got somebody really famous at Kaiju Big Battle this year. Hold on. I'll get I'll get it for you. Thanks for calling, big guy. I love talking to you. Yeah.
8: And, uh... Yeah, I'm going to call
2: back in and listen. So. All right. No problem. Appreciate it. It was a real treat, let as me, always. Let me get you this thing, dude. Uh, Kaiju Big Battle. They just announced one of their guys, and it's going to blow you away.
1: Is wrestling in a suit, or is wrestling as themselves? Oh, Keji Muto. What? Is going to be there. Really? Yeah, Muto. Doing what? Wrestling? Uh,
2: Lingerie Muto is coming. This is Muto. Oh man, I'm ready for big battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it sounds like it's going to be a really good time. It's it's a weird thing where guys dress up in big It's not wrestling,
1: really. Yeah, it's done in a wrestling rink, but it's um, Ultraman, Godzilla-style costumes doing wrestling moves on each other. Hell yeah. Let's get some calls, man. Happening at midnight in New Orleans as well, so that seems like a a good vibe. It's midnight in New Orleans. If you bring me
2: some mushrooms, I'll do them at the kaiju big battle. Oh, who are we talking to?
4: You're talking to Raphimangelo, son.
2: Raphimangelum, oh, oh, yes. yeah. Two for Tuesday on Monday morning. <laughs> How's it going? I, I that thing you painted, I keep showing it to my wife and being like or you drew, I keep showing it to my wife and saying, This is the coolest thing anybody. this is the coolest anybody's ever made us look. Like cooler than we deserve to look.
4: <laughs> well, uh, I'm flattered. You guys deserve it. That was uh I find my inspiration in sundry and different things, and uh, that came out. That's so beautiful. I'm excited to do uh, to do more for the zine.
2: Yeah, anytime hey, you are welcome. In all I mean, it's like I said, with artists, it's a little different than writers. In that, like, you can usually get a hold of me, and I, if you need, if you, if we need something, I'll let you know. You know, it's pretty. It, I, I, I don't like to ask people to do a bunch of stuff but uh we i love your work. I that thing was real I love that. There's been two things this week and it's that picture that blew me away and then the article from Crossfader that we uh yeah that they that wrote was about. was a fun us. article. That, that thing was beautiful. beautiful. I need to find yeah, out who that dude is. What's going on tonight, man?
4: Man, nothing much. Just watch the uh, watch the old sports ball. Um got a – you have to watch all the uh, commercials of
8: course and
4: get upset at all the uh all the uh, them on display by and the NFL. Any dilly,
2: dilly dilly dilly, right?
4: So I got I got to push back on the dilly dilly, man. <laughs> dilly dilly. I, I, can't, I can't I can't say that I approve.
1: <laughs> yeah, this sounds like garbage to me. I mean, maybe it's, what, who is it? Who's saying dilly dilly? Is it this a frog? This is a bit it's we're a, doing. It's a
4: it's Bud Light commercial. Yeah.
1: It's a wizard. It's a wizard. Yeah. So. Uh,
4: well, it's like they're doing. They're trying to be like. They're trying to ride that Game of Thrones train because it's all uh, medieval courts and uh, like pitched battles with swords and field Shit.
1: Are they drinking it out of like horns and shit?
4: Uh, no, I mean they. I guess they have uh, uh, just like big mugs, but there's. I mean they're bringing in like the six packs and like twelve packs of like actual Bud Light stuff. It's the only modern part of the of the whole deal.
1: Yeah, this sounds like garbage to me, dude. I can't sign it at all. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. It doesn't have any animatronics or like animals or. I want to see some sort of mascot. Like no Spuds McKenzie revival. I don't I can't stand for this. Hey,
2: this is Carter Moon, Moon in the Tube, wrote that Crossfader article and it's Moon in the Tube on Twitter, and that thing was one of the nicest things anybody's written about us, I think. That was beautiful to me.
4: Well you guys are nice boys. You deserve it.
2: I'd like to hear good things about myself. And that one was like that I felt like like if you read it, like I felt like that person got us. And it's the first time somebody's written about us that understands. The show. I feel like they they described it in ways that I probably would like to think that we are. You know.
4: Well, yeah, and hopefully uh, more people hear about it, more people listen, more people uh, call in, and more people show up at your shows.
2: So, what did you and the big guy get into?
4: Man, we just uh, we just uh, hit up a uh, hit up a spot more or less between us. He's still kind of. He's kind of pretty far away from where I am, so we just kind of met in the middle around Fort Worth and had some drinks and talked about uh, anarchism and uh, had a had a good old time, burned down a jig. Good
2: stuff. Y'all, you're the one that got him high. Thank you for doing that. Cause yeah. Last week I felt like he was going to a dark place with the heroin, and I was like, oh, I feel bad for, for uh, the big guy. Like, I thought about it all week, and now it's like, okay, he's just smoking weed. Now he's fine.
4: Yeah, really, he'll be okay.
2: Is he crazy, dude? I'm gonna hang out with him so bad.
4: You... Well, yeah, that's the uh, that's the idea. We're uh, we're we're really excited to um, to come down and see New Orleans, and specifically to go see some indie wrestling. Yeah, because, like we were talking about it. I uh, look, when I was when I was much younger, I was into like the WCW, and um, I guess it was like when the around when the NWO was starting up in the. I guess it was still WWF at that point I remember going to a show with um, with my uncle and my cousin and seeing Shawn Michaels as one of the headliners um, but then it just kind of fell off the map for me and uh, so um, I haven't just haven't watched wrestling in years and years and years. But. That's fine,
1: man. You already ha- you already know what you need to do. You have to show up and you have to scream your head off, and you are already halfway there. You don't have to like get on ramped or anything. It doesn't go away. Like most wrestling people, get a taste and then take breaks for you know periods of time. But you can never. My dad swore it off. Like he w- he's an old timer. From the sixties, from when he was a child and when it got to like the PG era in the two thousands, he was just like, I'm done with this shit. But now he's talking to me he talks my ear off about Ring Ring of Honor all the time now. Like he can't give up wrestling. You know, maybe just the company the big company, but he can't <laughs> give up wrestling.
2: No, it's hard to give up. I mean I love it, so I'm not even trying to give it up, but it is it is kinda you you just once you get back in the room with it and you're and you're enjoying it you it it just blows you away the performance kind of blows you away live in a way that you if you've never gone live or if you've never gone to an indie show where the guys can actually work cuz these are the best guys in the world that are in town that weekend it's not goofy indie stuff so i think it's going to be a really good time and and again oh, yeah. if you're going to be down there i have a big group of people that i'm i'm trying to Hang out with, and I want I want to meet everybody that's down there for WrestleMania there we go. weekend.
4: Have ourselves a good old street fight.
2: We will, we will. Well, hey, thank you for calling, and thank you for drawing that picture for us. That thing's beautiful.
4: Absolutely, man. What's next one? Is it uh, Nation
2: Building? That's it. It's coming out. We're about finished with it. Yeah, it's, the it'll be done by
4: the seventh. How how quick do I need to get you something?
2: <laughs> if you give me something by the seventh, we could probably get it in there for
1: sure.
4: Okay, we've got got a couple days. We'll
2: see what I can do. Thanks for calling. Who do we got next? Who do we got on them phone phones next? That phone for phone, phone, phone. I love it when the paint goes. Stick it in the story lows.
1: Was that a commercial? That was, I didn't know any of the words. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Makes sense.
2: You making fun of my singing?
1: No, I just was confused because you know some good old commercials. So I want to make sure I wasn't missing out. <laughs> I don't know. I I I my wife just
2: got a 90s Trivial Pursuit, and I said I'm not going to play that game with you because I will win and you will get mad. They. I played one time with my wife, and on my turn, I won the game on my first turn. <laughs> And that was just the whole time she was looking at me. I'm like, I can't answer them wrong. Right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to just sound stupid here. Yeah. Get it right. I know it was bad. It was bad news. I I just, I don't want to play that game with, with regular, with anybody. Cause I mean, I was plopped in front of a TV for the entirety of the (laughs) nineties. So I know a lot about what was going on on that thing. Let's get another call in here. They're in. Oh, what's up? What's going on? Who's this? Uh,
4: um, hey, this is uh, Kevin from uh, Columbus. What's up, Gavet?
1: How's it going? The Odysseus. The Odysseus.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, so um, I'm also calling India's. Um, I'm with uh, um, OSU's uh, YDS, and I, I just wanted to. Uh, I, I just wanted to t- t- tell you guys about this uh, uh, Fight for F- 15 campaign we- we've got going on.
2: Sweet. What's going on?
4: So um, right now we're, we're collecting petitions <laughs> for a um, measure on uh, that we're going to put on the ballot in uh, the vote for student government in March. And what we're going to do is we're going to... Uh, Propose raising the minimum wage for um, all OSU em- employees
2: to fifteen dollars an hour. That's not. How, did you? I, 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 did somebody like work out the numbers or and stuff like that? That seems like I got to tell you, that seems like it's going to be a rough one to get the students to buy into if the school decides they're not cool with it. You know, like that's just I, I'm. I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be like a naysayer. I'm just wondering. Like, uh, are you guys prepared for kind of the way that yeah, the school yeah. might come at you by? Because they're just going to say they're going to raise tuition. Is exactly what they're going to say. But they got so much mm-hmm. shit going on there that they don't need. I mean, sell the tank to pay for
0: it.
4: Yeah, yeah I mean they're they're. Uh, I mean they 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 they've they've uh, clearly got the money for it, considering how much uh, construction they're they're doing on campus.
2: Right, yeah, they're constantly building new buildings there. It's crazy. I mean, I don't think there's any old ones there. And, and like, part of me thinks that they're going to go back through <laughs> and start at the late last one, they the first one they built. And it's like, ah, oh, it's time to switch this one and just keep, like, overturning those buildings. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I mean, who, who would um, even yeah, know
2: what the, the, the... I mean, they're so bad with their... They, pay, they could maybe take a little bit of money from Urban Meyer just a couple of bucks away from him yeah
4: probably i think um, i mean i mean you know the fact you know um, the chance of the school administration would just outright refuse is there but you know i don't i don't think we've actually had that happen before yet cool like proof uh, uh, you know every time that a measure has passed uh, by a vote from the student body the the, the administration's uh, let us do it so um, it would be kind of unusual for them to uh, you know uh, um, outright refuse though at the same time I don't think previous uh, uh, um, I don't think previous uh, proposals you know had the potential to cost uh, um, um, then uh, millions
2: of dollars. Yeah, that's gonna cost some money, but I I think it's the right thing to do. It seems like a, I mean, like we need to do that in in the city is what we have to do. But this seems like a good place to start, especially for the YDSA. You're spending all your time there. You're you're at, you're the ones that are at mm-hmm. the school, so it's good to try to to try to make sure these people get paid that are that are out there like picking up the trash and cleaning up stuff. And it's like. I don't know how that school can justify paying less than $15 an hour to, to their workers. I just, it's, it really is. I mean, I guess they justify by contracting it out and then saying we don't hire the workers. They, the, the contracting company hires them and they pay them less and we know it and it's just cheaper for us that way. Um, yeah. And the fact that,
4: um, you know, I think, um, the, the school's employees aren't uh, uh, unionized. So it, it also makes it a lot tougher to uh, get any kind of um, organization for a be- better condition.
2: Right? Yeah, yeah. There's there's always people trying to organize there. It's always I I've even when I was going there, I I remember people trying to organize the workers in the cafeterias and stuff like that. And I just I love that idea. I think I think if there was a way, like it's like getting covered is the hardest thing, but that could really be a good place to start. Cause you have like a huge community of people that would be okay with raising the people who serve them's minimum wage up. I, I can't imagine that a college would have, I mean, I know that there's like conservative people at colleges, but I think that you have a better chance of winning something like this on a college campus than you even would in the general public.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, we, uh, we're, we're more or less expecting that if, uh, it gets on the ballot, that we shouldn't have too much trouble getting the, the student body to, uh, to vote for it. It's just, um, it's, it's, it's more how the administration's going to react.
2: Yeah. How, how can people get in touch with you to do how, who can people get in touch with to help out with this?
4: Okay, so, um, the co chair of our, um, YDS chapter that does, uh, that does, uh, a lot of the, the social media stuff is, uh, Br- Brad. His, um, uh, Twitter handle is, uh, Brad is terrific. And I know Brad. It, yeah, yeah. He's, um, he, he, he's, you know, since he's coach and also more or less in charge of uh, social media, he's uh, who you can uh, go to. And we also have a uh, OSU uh, YDS uh, Twitter account and also a Facebook group.
2: Well, cool. Well, thanks for thanks for letting us know. Let us know if we can help you find. Some, but get if you're going to OSU, get a hold of these. Get a hold of Brad. Brad is terrific. See if you can help them out here. This seems like something. I mean, it seems like all you got to do is sign a piece of paper. That seems, that's not too much. Thanks for calling in, Kevin. I I appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Got get, them, get get them cafeteria workers' wages up, Brett. That makes sense. That's what we want to do here at this college, this enormous campus with all that money running through it. All that government money, all that government cash—you can't take that government
1: money away. All right, we gotta go into the speed round now. We're closing in on the last half hour before we hit three hours. We refuse to do more than that. We won't be worked to the bone. Uh, so let's see who's on the line here. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Oh hey,
4: what's up? Oh hey, it's Andrew from uh, Milwaukee.
1: What's up, Andrew? How are you tonight?
4: Oh, I'm not too bad. Uh, just chilling out right now. i oh, actually the guy that set up the Milwaukee show uh, last year.
2: Nice, I remember you.
4: Yeah, how are you guys doing tonight?
2: Great. I want to go back to Milwaukee sometime. That place was fun. That River <laughs> West Public House was so cool.
4: Yeah, yeah. You gotta make sure to buy your liquor before nine, though.
2: I know, I know. Well, that was Brett's problem. I don't need liquor. I have weed. We, we got to get back up there. That city was cool as hell, wasn't it?
1: I loved it. It was one of my favorite spots. I, that was a place where like I wanted to bring my wife back. Like You really have to go check this place out. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: It's so nice. There's trees everywhere and a lake. Like you, you could tell me that was the ocean and I wouldn't know any different. Yeah. It looks flat as fuck to me. <laughs> Fine with me, man. A lake is a lake. Water's water. What's going on tonight, Andrew?
4: Uh, not too much. I, uh, just got back from the gym after the Super Bowl. Um, I didn't really have anything to talk about, so I know it's a speed round. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Brett, you said you, uh, your dad introduced you to wrestling. Uh, I mean, what, what kind of stuff did he do with wrestling with you as a kid?
1: I mean, my family's a big wrestling family. They, my for their honeymoon yeah. my parents drove down to watch Georgia wrestling they stopped and watched like Smoky Mountain Wrestling in Tennessee and then drove down to Georgia to watch like Dusty Rhodes and Rick Flair go at it. It's the most romantic thing I've ever oh, heard nice. in my
2: entire life.
1: Um yeah, we used to go when I was a kid, not to a lot of WWE stuff. We only went one time when Austin 316 was Stone Cold was at his heyday. My dad got tickets because I was into it. Your dad loves Stone Cold too, probably. Yeah, yeah, that was his guy. That is a guy
2: for dads. That is that guy was genetically that that the whole thing was engineered to be for fathers.
1: But like when I played when I was on soccer, when I was in soccer in like elementary school or whatever, uh, I went by the hitman because my name was the same as Brett Hartz. <laughs> and my dad took me uh my dad took me to a signing. I got like one of my WWF wrestling magazines. Signed by Bret Hart, uh, so yeah, I mean he was very supportive of the wrestling stuff.
2: Oh, man, you know like, my dad—the dad, the, the, yeah. pu- punk
1: rock he did—he hated, but the wrestling he liked. My dad
2: was like that, you know that stuff's yeah. fake, right? That was my dad's whole thing. That stuff's all fake stupid. My dad used to my dad was always just
1: tell me how tough everybody else used to be. That was his favorite thing. (laughs) That's true, though. He's right about that. Talk about somebody's eyeball getting popped out of their head and they just thumb it back in and (laughs) keep beating the shit out of each other.
4: It's tough. Hey, you can't argue with tough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My dad's biggest point he always stresses is, oh, you know, you know, back in the day, they never drove together. The heel's. The faces never drove together. And he always says that. He always points out the buses and is like, oh, you see, they never used to do this. Every time we go to wrestling.
2: <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. it's They did. I feel like I want to yeah, say this. I know. Yeah. It's pointless to care about that. Only because everybody knows. Yeah. We all know. Well, you know what I mean? Like, why hide it? What is the point yeah. at this point? Yeah. Why make somebody's life hard? If, a, if two guys are wrestling each other, chances are they're buds a yeah, lot of times. That's not know? part
1: of the show. Yeah. I mean, when you go and watch any play, yeah. those folks don't act like that in the back room.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We don't expect Brian Cranston to be Heisenberg the whole time he's doing Breaking Bad. <laughs> Nobody does. But these guys are like, you know uh Back in the day, that you would never see a heel traveling with a baby face or they would get fined. And you're like, I mean, I don't see these yeah. guys traveling anyway, number one. <laughs> like, you, uh, how I mean, many people are going to run into them? You know? I guess people run into yeah. them at the airport. But who fucking cares? He's not Dolph Ziggler. He's Nick, whatever his name is. Get over it. Jesus.
1: Yeah, I, was, I just think it's... Uh, I don't know if that... that while maybe that has changed, that doesn't like crumble the whole idea no. of wrestling. That's not like the linchpin no. for me. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's like they're it's like this thing where they're like they keep showing, they keep rubbing it in your face that it's fake, and you're well, like,
1: well. But here's the thing: it was way cooler when the Million Dollar Man was running around New York City <laughs> and buying steaks for people and shit.
2: Yes, yes, that yeah. was that were like yeah someone would go nuts in a bar that was fun but i don't think your dad believed and 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 you too i don't i don't think either one of your dads believed that wrestling was real back then like i don't think that they thought jerry the king lawler walked around with a crown all the time like making proclamations and being the king you know they knew that when he went home I hope that they knew that when he went home, he was Ted DiBiase. He wasn't the million dollar man. Like, he wasn't. Yeah.
3: I hope he he
2: wasn't
1: a snake. He was a good Christian (laughs) man.
2: Well, I just hope they knew that that was a character. That's what I'm trying to say. Well,
1: but they're just no, but they want them. They really want them to go the extra mile. They don't want them to do. You can lean. You can clean type thing. They're like, no, if we don't want you to be in, see you being jovial with (gasps) the, that's your nemesis right there. You know, you can't even be set in the same room. Otherwise you'll start tearing the whole place apart. That's what you've told us on TV. You need to make that. Like reality,
2: <laughs> that's a, yeah. it's such a weird thing to
4: get. Yeah, but it wasn't it dad just kind of bought. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think he just kind of bought into the mystique of it. You know, like he because he, he was an amateur wrestler, he's got his mask framed. Uh, he did it in the 70s, but he kind of just. I think obviously he knew it was fake, but I think he just wanted the whole the whole experience. Like he still watches it every week. Probably sleeps through most of it, but. He kind of misses a lot of that mystique, and he doesn't shut up about it, that's for sure. Yeah,
1: I, you know, I understand that, too, especially when it comes... When you're talking about a time like the 1940s, 1950s, like when it was really... At yeah. the Kayfabe hay- was like, it is probably its highest when you was just like gallant George would jump out of a car, you know, and everybody would be mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, uh, running down their street just to get a glimpse of him, you know, <laughs> yes, yes. Like that kind of does seem kind of weird that he would be traveling around with, you know, bad Blake or whatever the guy, <laughs> the guy's name is. You're not naming us if we become wrestlers. I know. No, nope. that's what they had back then, though. Like that yeah. was wrestling back then. It right. would just be. An adjective and a name that
2: is like i i mean expecting them to do it now when they admit that it's a performance seems to me like like, i understand what those guys want i understand that they want all that legitimacy but that legitimacy doesn't exist anywhere that legitimacy that stuff doesn't exist in in ufc it doesn't exist in like football or any of that stuff that it like, uh, it's all entertainment. All of it is entertainment. First and foremost, it's there to make money and entertain people. <laughs> and everything's geared toward that, not competition. It just so happens that the competition is the one thing that, the, like, the results of the competition is the one thing they don't have power over. You know? So they, they just book around mm-hmm. that. But all there was never a time... I I just don't think there was ever a time where it was necessary for them them to act like it when they weren't there, when they were in public. It just seems wild. But I guess, you know, you think about somebody like like a, a celebrity like Kim Kardashian. The whole thing is when she goes somewhere, people are like, what's Kim Kardashian doing? Like, what's this person up to? I need to know what's going on all the time. And uh, I guess there's that,
1: you know. Well, she has to be her character too.
2: Yeah, she does. I have mean, to I'd be her rather character.
1: be my character than be Brett Payne at the bar because I just like sit around and listen. And basically, for if I'm being myself, you know.
2: <laughs> What's your deal, man? What's your deal? That's what you said to Steve Orange. What's your deal, man? What's your deal, <laughs> buddy? All right, let's get the let's get this lightning around, um, lightning it up. Hey, thanks for calling. Yeah, we, we got get-
1: you yeah, going? have a good night, guys. You too. All right, let's see who is up next.
4: That
2: was, uh, that... I love talking about that stuff. Like, that they're just, like... Hello? Hey, what's up? How's it going?
4: Hey, you not know, am Who's um, this? Uh, this is Lucas. Uh, I guess on Twitter I go by LukeBearPig. What's up, Luke? That's all that matters.
2: Oh, okay, cool. Uh...
4: This, uh I don't know, I guess this is lightning round. And I, you guys have been complaining about how, like, a lot of state pumps in all this money to Urban Meyer and stuff. And uh, I live in a state where our highest paid employee is the football coach of our university. So,
2: Yeah, that's the same here. I'm, I'm almost positive. That's a public worker, right? Is that public money that goes to him? Is some of that money... I mean, I know some of it's tuition, right? But I think yeah, he might but, even and, get some public f- funds too.
4: Yeah, in a sense, he's like our highest-paid, like public employee. So our taxes are funding this average football team.
3: <laughs> what oh, team?
4: You, i live in iowa i guess the hawkeyes they're they're pretty shitty
2: we'll be Sorry. there a couple of H- buckeyes coming to meet all the hawkeyes i think is what we're going to call the show now the you buckeyes meet the hawkeyes and then we're gonna we're gonna advertise it like that so people just think it's a college football game at
4: a uh bar that's, w- yeah that's probably the only way you're going to get people out in Iowa. <laughs> pretty-
2: people you'd be surprised well you know when we were in denver People drove eight hours to see us, and I was like, "That is a long drive <laughs> to see this, and then turn around and go back." But I appreciate it. So they you stayed never the know. night. They stayed the night. They knew somebody there. Yeah, but you never know. You never know where. I like to be positive about the about drawing a crowd. Now Iowa does scare me a little bit, but I have no. not done a bad job drawing yet. So I'm I'm gonna cross my fingers that. We make a miracle happen in Iowa.
4: <laughs> well, I, I I don't really know anybody around here who listens to you guys, but I'm sure you guys have a following here. I, right, if there's well, a
2: college, if there's a college nearby, then or like a yeah. hipster like neighborhood, like a political like hipster type people, you're probably gonna find some. We'll find yeah, some there's, people. There's
4: definitely a few of those around here. Where are you guys at? I didn't even hear about this. this
2: is we're crazy. not. we we will be there this year. We have promised. That we will be in Iowa this year. That is a show that we, were, we are definitely doing this year. We don't know all the other shows yet, but Iowa is happening.
1: But it, we don't have it actually planned or booked at all. It's just we, a okay. promise we're right. putting out at this point. We will get the details as we approach that. I usually do like three or four months in advance. I do need to do some long-term planning because this might be a part of a bigger thing. Yeah,
0: yeah well, my...
4: that's about how much planning I need to leave my house too. So that's good. I appreciate
1: that. <laughs> if you do it every day, then in three or four months you'll be booked up every single day. You'll be living your best life. I I do yeah, like to be a lot. I do like
2: to be like I do like to have a bunch of notice. The the bad thing about having a bunch of notice for an event. Is when the event comes that day seems like it's a tragedy. A lot of like if you if you're kind of trepidatious about going out, you know what I mean. And then you're like, okay, well, I'll schedule this thing out for like three months from now. And then three months shows up, and it's the day, and it's the time to go, and
4: you're like. I don't want to do this today. But I, why do I have to
1: be held accountable for decisions I made three months ago?
4: Yeah, if everything doesn't go right, like it's the worst. Like uh, I don't know. I can't handle it. I, just, <laughs> I start breaking down. I just I give up pretty easily. I don't know if I'm a quitter. I don't want to call myself that, but you know.
1: Oh, it's easy. That's a easy. quittering is an easy life, my friend. I love it. <laughs> I bail on a lot of stuff more. I'm more particular now, though, but, like, there's I bailed on more books now because I started thinking of, like, I started putting reading on a pedestal. Like, it's better than anything else, so I should just finish books. And it's like, some of these books is trash, though. They don't deserve to be finished, <laughs> just like TV shows.
4: I, yeah, if it doesn't hook me, like, within, like, 50 pages, I got to, like, I got to pitch it and then move on to something else because, you know, it's just the way it's really not worth your time if you're going to spend 400 pages on something like, I I understand that completely, man.
2: I just wish we had a way to like, it's so hard to figure out which books to read. And it's like, I think it's nobody ever teaches us how to like, know what we like in a way, I guess I feel like, because like, I don't know necessarily what I like. I know that I like a bunch of books, but when I put those books all together in my mind and list the books that I liked, they don't tie together in any way. There's no like there's no like uh it's just good stories. I oh I really liked this. It was a good story. And so it makes it hard for me to find my next book and not just bail on everything I get because it's just like I get it and I'm like, eh. This probably isn't as good of a story as all those other stories, you know? I just I, don't know right. what it is that I like.
1: Well, I think, I think another issue with reading is that people are embarrassed or don't want to indulge in stuff that maybe isn't considered, like, you know, highbrow or worth your time. I think I've yeah. spent a lot of my early life being very intimidated by... Um, to to read the right books and like the proper literature and stuff and didn't want people to know that I secretly only liked these really trashy sci-fi books the most and that I could, you know, or like goosebumps. That was one one of my first books with like horror books and just shit that will never make it into like a top literature list of any any kind, you know. And uh so pursuing those interests at a time, it takes a while to get used to, you know, or just be like, I'm not going to read that fucking book. I don't care. You know, like I, I'm i not war and peace is never going to fucking click with me. You know, I don't care if you <laughs> you can quote it at every garden party you want in front of a cheese plate. And it doesn't mean shit. I don't think you're any better than me. You know, <laughs> that's just me, though, because I always felt like a poor scrub that would never be like erudite. I, I would still feel like that. I, I re I've read. Like there,
2: I know what kind of books I like, but I, I really don't even have like a running tally of what I've read in my head. in in a way it's like, I have these books. I like have these touchstone books. I like, look, private parts was like my first favorite book. I just thought it was the best book in the world. And I thought it was the funniest thing I ever read. And then like the next book I remember really responding to was Confederacy of Dunces. And then after that it was just a bunch of like stuff I read in college. Like I just like a bunch of shit that I read in college. And I still don't even know what that means. You know? <laughs> I, I I I love to give up too. I'm 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 big on just like I get all my stuff from the library, so I just turn it right back in.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to do it. I just feel like there's a lot of like lecturing about like what literature like you need to read and like what content you need to absorb nowadays you know you just gotta feed like feed feed on what you like you know right um, i
2: i tried to read Oc- october i tried to read that book october and i was like i did not like this book like this is i'm not i'm not enjoying this at all and i quit reading it but i was like really quiet about it because <laughs> i was like everybody's having so much fun with this book i don't want to be the guy that doesn't like this book it just isn't my yeah. type of thing, man. It's it's not, probably not. It's probably a great book. I there's a lot of great books that I didn't like. It's weird to not like them, though. Isn't it weird to admit you don't like something like that? Like, isn't it weird oh, to yeah. say like I try to read War and Peace and it was
4: bullshit? <laughs> yeah, like you dip your toe on things and then people you'll just be like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan. And they'll just kind of give you that look. Like, what, what
2: are you talking about? Dude, like- that, that happens with movies a lot with me now. As people are like, yeah. here's the new movie, man. This is like the big movie that everybody's really loving. You should check this out. And I'll watch it. I'll be like, this sucks. <laughs> but I know it doesn't suck. You know what I mean? I know it's good. But in my mind, I th- like, I don't like it. And then I feel, I think I say this sucks because I think I feel bad for not liking the good thing, you know?
1: Well, you're not willing to force yourself to, like, really adjust your eye or, like, figure out, like, why this is speaking on, like, a deeper level or anything like that. I'm better at that in books. That's kind of, like, what
2: I do with books. With movies, I am not, I, I don't ever spend a lot, I just, if I'm not captivated the whole time, I'm just like... This isn't for me,
1: you know. <laughs> well, I did that with a lot of movies too. I got rid of that fucking Rotten Tomatoes. I stopped checking that stupid score and just figuring, just going with my gut and what really made sense to me. Because I, I, feel- I do. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I can understand intellectually why it makes sense, but it's like I, the whole ninety minutes. I'm just sitting there, like, uh, okay, I, this is it. I mean, I'm watching you do the thing. This is it's happening, <laughs> you know. But I'd rather be enraptured and like something else i want to be grabbed by it i don't want to sit through it to have an opinion about it i'd rather just be have it you know actually entertain me well i'm glad you said
2: the rotten tomatoes thing because i feel like rotten tomatoes has kind of ruined my movie watching like it's the reason i don't watch movies because i have been doing it like i'll go looking for a movie to buy and I'll check on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, what am I doing, trusting these idiots to pick my movies for me? These, but I felt like it was a good thing. But I think it is bad because I've watched movies that were like not as well rated and really enjoyed them. That Polka movie had like a 50 percent or something like that, which is usually like I'm not gonna watch it. I watched this Polka guy and it kicks ass. It was a great movie. We good, man? We get everybody? Yeah,
4: yeah you, you just can never trust those metrics. So it's not very yeah, numbers are not person, yeah, personalities so. though. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Well, hey, thanks. I'll, I'll get back. I'll, I'll quit. I, I'll succeed. And This was lightning round, so yeah.
2: But yeah, come call, call again. back again, and also we will see you in Iowa.
4: Yeah, um, I'll keep track of Yeah, thanks.
2: Okay, it. thanks for calling.
1: All right, this is it. Our last caller. Thank you for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to? Him.
9: Hi, this is Jen.
1: Jen, how's it going?
9: Pretty good. I'm Jen Newman on Twitter, spelled with a G.
2: Sweet. No, Let me look. Let me look.
1: Well, I don't know why I'm looking. <laughs> we have I'm such a weirdo. <laughs> like this, like the snowboard company new? I see. I see. What? G-N-U-N-A-M-N. <laughs> no, Jen. G-E-N, N-E-W. you dingus. N e w,
2: m a n. Jeez, now we're both sitting here typing in a Twitter account. I'm following you right now. You're followed. Consider yourself oh, followed. Thank you. So what's going on? What's going on tonight, Jen?
9: Um, I've actually been trying to call in for a few weeks, and I finally got home from work with enough time. So this is awesome. oh you're in
2: california i see so you're you you're on a different time this is like good time for you to listen to the show i think right like it's like 11 yeah
9: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's
2: almost two here
9: but i worked takeout tonight for the super bowl so that was genuinely awful and i thought you all would appreciate that (laughs) yeah that
1: sounds like black friday at a toy store
9: yeah, basically.
1: What what
2: what were you selling? Like, were you selling some pro- popular Super Bowl treats like buffalo wings or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Oh, so no. I don't work
9: at Applebee's, but I work at a place like Applebee's. <laughs> yeah.
2: Applebee's and Jay's. Those places are strange to me. So can I ask you, do people go to the happy hours? Are those happy hours like banging at the Applebee's?
9: Yeah, at least for us it is.
2: Okay, can I ask this? Do people come there at night and hang out at the bar? Like it's their local neighborhood bar. They don't do that on Applebee's.
9: No, for us they do. Um, And we also, because we're right up the street from a high school. So like Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, it's like filled with teachers who are all regulars.
2: Getting drunk yeah. at the Applebee's, y- y'all got them huge yeah. drinks with all that sugar in them. It gets people going crazy in the Applebee's. <laughs> it really, is. or in the Applebee's <laughs> at Jay's place. That is so yeah. funny to me. Like I, I never th- I always thought that that the 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 gimmick for those neighborhood bar like restaurants right i always thought that the gimmick for those places was that like yeah it's like the place where everybody comes and hangs out it's where norm would be and stuff but nobody did it i always just assumed that that bar was empty all day because i used to go to this pizzeria uno all the time where the bar was just
1: desolate and the bartender was serving me (laughs) Really, I mean, I think they, I mean, I think they're really safe for people. I think for like people that are very unimaginative, like that just makes sense for them. And they don't have to go very far. It's like probably right around the corner. Yeah, America's mm-hmm. favorite
2: neighbor is Applebee. I don't know if if you're a Ruby Tuesdays or a- <laughs> actually they're turning a lot of those places into just takeout places, right? Oh, yeah, they just want you to order it on
1: your phone and get curbside
2: pickup. Yeah, did you have to take it out to the car? Do you do do the thing where you got to take it out to somebody's car?
9: We normally do. Tonight was really slow for curbside. I don't know why, but, yeah, since they've added that, apparently, like, right before I trained on to go, it was always really slow. But since they've added all of the, like, app and stuff, it's been nuts.
0: Yeah, Like,
9: there are nights where it's like, I have to have four people helping me.
2: Yeah. And like you, and then you also have to deal with like Uber eats and all those joints too coming in there now. Like the restaurants are busier than ever, but nobody's in them. (laughs) Like you could get rid of all those (laughs) tables. I you know, I got to say this, any of these grub hubs, your, your grub hubs, your, your, your Uber eats. I don't like them. They just, It's a bad service. Everything's cold when it gets to you, dude. Everything's cold and soggy (laughs) when it gets to your house. It's
1: not worth it. It's not worth to have that wet bun. That styrofoam. dude. The styrofoam has like glaciers hanging off the top of it. (laughs) Just long pieces of water waiting to drip all over everything as soon as you crack that seal.
9: I can tell you, like, as the person who puts it together, if it's busy, it's already cold and soggy before it even gets to whoever is picking it up for you. (laughs) Just because it takes so long to get everything together, at least the first, like, three things that finish from the kitchen are going to be so gross before they even get out the door.
2: I've done, like, really good restaurants and gotten the food and been like, this sucks. They messed this up. We don't Mm -hmm. have the technology yet to be delivering french fries i think is the issue here we, we don't have we haven't got them back out. in the oven dude you got freshen your fries no i won't i wanted to i'm
1: not here to turn my oven on right now i'm here to eat my french fries from you gotta dry uh, that shit out we need to get like drying racks for <laughs> delivered food or something let's invent one of those and sell it at kohl's dude. A sharper image though you sell like a million
2: of them from Sharper Oh, that, p- that would be perfect. Cole <laughs> yeah, yeah. sells the Sharper Image stuff now. They got in that Sharper Image business, so we could get in Kohl's in 100 people. Like, you, imagine you invent that, and then it's in Kohl's on Black Friday. Yeah. How much moolah you're going to roll in.
1: <laughs> like my kid, he never wants to eat at home. He's always eating the fast food. He gets skip the dishes every night.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we got to make... We now it feels like we're in the wrong business. We should be in the like food delivery peripherals. <laughs> yes, it's an emerging market. It gets to
3: your no, house. You can then try. My your...
0: get <laughs> that, That's true. <laughs> hey,
2: you know you don't get tips either, do you?
9: Um, I do, but like tonight was, I made really good tips tonight, and I made like sixty bucks. Uh,
1: so, all right, that's enough to get like a like couple like days of electricity.
9: <laughs> I mean it's something. It's it's better than than not getting tips at all. I used to be a host and you don't make any tips there.
2: But so they should have to I'd like the I I hate to cut it up but I like cut it up too. It's like I think they yeah. should. Let's Let's
1: split this up. We're all a team here. Yeah, we're I mean,
2: all working together here.
1: Yeah, we're we're going giving them a customer service experience. Yeah. This is our host. This is <laughs> our matri D. <laughs> Welcome the guests. Oh, no. They tell them to fall. They hand them a sticky <laughs> menu that has a big spiral binder on it with food from all over the globe.
9: I was thinking,
2: wait! <laughs> we
1: will reheat food from anywhere you like. We have, <laughs> we have down no, under chicken poppers.
9: everything is microwave.
1: Oh, I know. Yeah. 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 Microwave Chinese food. Microwave Brazilian food. <laughs> microwave Mexican food. You can get it all microwave. I just thought of something, though. What if we
2: used our office as a place so that when Uber Eats comes, they can stop between? We make these little stations. And they can stop between their destinations and reheat the food real quick. Jump in the car <laughs> bring it to
1: the house. We're going to partner with them, and we'll, we'll get people to do an add-on. Like, do a heat-up. Heat up your order for $2. <laughs> heat it up, baby. Yeah, heat, heat it me up. up. <laughs> Throw that shit
2: back in. We're going to make a bazillion dollars off of this one. This this could go. This is going to hit. <laughs> wait till this happens. Wait till some Silicon Valley person's like, "Hey, I heard y'all talking about uh heat ups. <laughs> it sounds like a good microtransaction opportunity. <laughs> Let's do this thing." Oh my oh, wow. god, I'm yeah, I'm dying right now thinking about heat up. My inside, I'm dying thinking about all the money I'd be swimming in. I I, you know hats off to you for dealing with takeout on a Super Bowl night that those I uh I never worked at a high volume Super Bowl place but I did work at a McDonald's that got extremely busy every Friday (laughs) and uh yeah it's that kind of that sort of thing is like actually I worked at this place called the Italian Oven that was kind of like Applebee's it was but it was like a small Business but it was like that kind Mm. Of dining and I was the dishwasher And up until that Day it was the hardest Work I ever did in my entire Life and it was Crazy dude like people were Yelling at me the whole time because I wasn't going fast enough but there seemed Like this insurmountable Amount of dishes at the End of every day and I was like I quit after two days (laughs)
9: Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That sounds about right.
2: <laughs> so you're <laughs> I've brave. Been there
9: for like six months, and I don't know how.
2: How? So are you? Uh, are you looking for something else? Or are you just? Are you like working through college, or what's going on?
9: Um, I actually just finished applying for PhD programs, so right now I'm waiting to hear back. And this job was supposed to just be to help me pay for applications because. They're very, very expensive, but
1: I'm kind of stuck now. Yeah, Uh, riding the storm out.
2: Riding the storm out. (laughs) Good idea, Brett. Um, On the last call.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's. Um, I mean, that's. Uh, have you spent a lot of time in that industry? I mean, is this the first time you've done a chain restaurant?
9: First time I've done any restaurant, so it was really fun transitioning. I had done, like, all office jobs on campuses before this, or, like, I got my M.A., so I, like, taught immediately before I started this job. I'm going from, like, in the classroom,
3: you know?
2: Yeah. That is, that is, uh, but you know what this job will do for you is uh, it's going to prepare you, and you will have something to fall back on. In, like, the future, if you do need money, like, what being waitstaff is an easy way to make some money. Like, I know that, like, that kind of experience really, that kind of experience is good.
1: And so. also make sure you'll never be an asshole to people that have to pack up wings <laughs> on Super Bowls. Well, hey, Jen, thanks for calling.
2: She there? I think we lost her. Oh Maybe no. Jen. But here, check it out. Jen, ride this storm out. Jen. You got it. You got it. Just grab onto the reins. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so it was a fun night, Brett. We had a good
1: time. Yeah, this was a great show. Uh, one, a legendary one. I think it went over well. Uh, I was happy a lot of the stuff that came out of it. Thanks to everybody that called in. Uh, yourself on the
0: back, buddy.
1: Yeah, we'll see you in New Orleans, Wrath of Mangelo, as big as your dad. We'll see you in Iowa. Uh, We are Street Fight Radio. If you want even more of this, you can get our bonus feed by going to patreon.com. If you want more than just the audio shows, we put out a zine every single month with exclusive articles and art from all kinds of cool people. You can sign up for just $3 a month to get a digital copy of that. Hit us up, patreon.com slash streetfightradio. We are out of here. Peace.